0: You watching me glow, you watching me go, I'm in my zone, I'm holding my own. I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones. I am a blur, blacking a nerd, so this is my own. This is my zone, and this is a show you already know, like my gram, blurred. YouTube blur Everything I do so blurred. Bet you with you, so blurred. Cosplay blurred all day, blurred. Bet you wish you so blurred. Talking about what we heard. Talking about what we seen. All through the eyes of a blurred. Everything that we do urge. Flying like a super person. Plus, I got super friends. We be teaming up
1: early. Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with yo yo yo, MC Mikey. It's DJ Blow Blow. DJ Blow Blow. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> is that, is that, uh, Coming to you from the No No. <laughs> what? what is what is the Blow Blow and what is No No? You know what? I don't even I don't even want to know do, do, do you want to know? <laughs> no, I don't want to know No. What the fuck? <laughs> Hey, Jesus! I knew it. I knew it. I was gonna say it. But I didn't want to throw it out there and make it, But then you did it for me. So. Uh, hey guys, another week of blurred vision. Another week of things. I'm not all... as,
0: as you can hear, guys. I'm not as. I'm still sick, but my voice is better.
1: Yeah, you're 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 well enough to make perverted jokes right off the bat in the podcast. He's back! Hooray! Right. Oh, slowly. Well, Michael, this week is a big weekend Geek, because we're talking about the 20th installment of the MCU franchise, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Or the Wasp and Ant-Man. That's what it should be called. That's what it should be called. And I so saw you got mad at me for making that meme. Yes, I did. I did. You bitch, I didn't even talk about it, but that's what I was going to say to you in the podcast. Pretty much. I mean, well, when one is way more proficient in everything than Ant-Man, like, why is she the sidekick, technically, right? Yeah, technically. Sexism, that's why. I don't know if it's in the news, but people are actually getting mad about that. About her being better than him. Like, oh no, that's not in the news. Oh, okay. That's I, not a news. I guess it's not a news story, but I've just seen that online it was like there's just some you know, it's backlash for everything nowadays when it comes to women being powerful, but even that, even as, as small but thing as that is. But I mean it's not like it came out of nowhere. They did that in the first movie. Yeah. That was a running theme. Yeah. In the first movie. So you give her a suit, of course she's gonna be better than that guy. And plus it's Ant Man. He's a joke in and of itself. So I'm like, why are you mad, people? Yeah, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that. Yeah, later. yeah, we'll get into it. But I think uh, this week we're also going to be talking about some full Luke Cage thoughts since you finished the series. Yes, I did. Okay, well, I watched like two plus weeks ago, so you're going to have to fill me in a lot. Of it. Maybe. <laughs> maybe maybe? All right. We also have Hulk and Dagger to discuss. And uh, I think now. Finally, me and are one of our iTunes reviewers, will follow be happy to know that we're going to finally talk about comics this week. Yes, finally. Yeah, there's no we didn't have having three-hour audio issues this week, so we actually discuss Dark Knight's Metal and Flash War. Uh-huh. And I think even next week we're going to talk about some more comics. Yes. Batman 50 and uh, you read Superman, the Bendis run, right? Yeah. So. The first six issues. i so the read neither of those. The first
0: arc of the Bendis run is done. Okay. And, how, how is it? Give yeah, people a sneak peek. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> uh, well, some look look forward to next week, people. Or maybe not. <laughs> Bendis, what are you doing? <laughs> and then we're going to wrap up with some news of the week. But first, we have iTunes reviews first. Uh, and our first review comes from... Blah, 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 Regis the Lion. It's a five-star review. The subject is Anime Senpai. Hey, guys. Another great episode. However... My Hero episode is not filler, and I've got—I actually got a lot of messages in DM saying like right away. Oh, uh, actually, the latest episode, of My Hero Academia, was not filler. That actually is in the comic, and That's still filler. <laughs> yeah, I, that was actually what <laughs> it's I told him. Filler them. in the comic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe in the comic it's like you know a couple pages or something in the comic isn't much to really like you know uh, buy time. But in anime, we dedicate an entire episode to just looking at dorm rooms. <laughs> That's still filler for time. Basically, so, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not like technically filler, but it's still plot filler. <laughs> um but Regis goes on to say there's only two filler episodes in this show so far. The star of season three and Froppy's episode in season one or two. Oh, remember that episode that was just dedicated to Froppy? Where like it was like her side adventure. Was, I
0: don't think that was filler.
1: Well he's saying it's not in the manga, so Oh it's oh. it's actually filler. Okay. Yeah. Well I wouldn't call that filler then. That's just expanding it, well, I actually did feel like that was filler when it was in the show. Only because it was like, it didn't really connect to anything. And it was just like, well, Froppy's popular. Let's just have a Froppy episode. They kind of did
0: that with a lot of them. They focused on their individual uh, storylines with the the, the trainers. But not for the full episode. No, not for the full episode. Yeah, she got a
1: whole episode just about her fighting some random sailor dude. So, yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, He goes on to say, we have to wait a week but get hyped for the next training session. I guess I'm Gran Torino since I'm dropping this wisdom, but keep up the good work. All right. <laughs> so by the end of this podcast, we're going to have like everybody just yeah, collection. Uh, it's expanding. Yeah. Everybody's going to have their oh. own designated character of my record. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with it. Keep a list. Somebody out there, whoever's our, whoever's our historian, keep a list. Uh, next review comes from Flaza Dude, our old pal. It's a five-star review. Shigaraki. <laughs> Shigaraki, yeah. Self-appointed Shigaraki. Uh, is listen up please try to read through fully until commentary okay sorry it is lengthy so don't choke that's what he said lol but i'm serious god damn it <laughs> you're rubbing off of people michael <laughs> i take all of it
0: <laughs> all for one negative influence oh
1: my god he's a chicken rocky this makes sense i pass it on to, <laughs> i pass on my knowledge <laughs> <laughs> your perversion Oh my God, Jordan! I know you get a lot of hate on your anime posts or in general, and I will defend your arguments because I do think they are great and funny. Except when you talk about One Piece. Okay. Personally, I watch. uh,
0: Save y'all, save commentary to the end.
1: Yeah, yeah. When do you talk about One Piece? Uh, I guess on the podcast. I do mention it every once in a while. Personally, I watched Naruto and Bleach before One Piece, and Naruto was great and overall better, though I thought Bleach's potential could have been greater until personal issues with the writer and industry. Yeah, Bleach fell off so hard after the Hueco Mundo arc. Even kind of during that. It really fell off after the Soul Society arc. You have no idea what I'm talking about, Michael. I was like, this is why
0: I tune out, because yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going the on. The
1: anime fans know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Uh, I only watched One Piece a year and a half ago, and I binged it in four months. Jesus Christ! When I had no life. And I could say it easily surpasses Naruto and Bleach in Story. And does the long-running piece run uh, better than even DBZ. But four months to binge through a whole anime? And apparently that's all you were doing? is so you said you had no life? Like, It's not worth it. It's like a thousand plus episodes of I One Piece. I was like, how many
0: episodes is that? Over a thousand. Um, okay.
1: It's crazy. Uh, the writer of My Hero has taken the world building, character development, juggling, and detailing of a plethora of characters and expanding on abilities from the writer of One Piece, and much more. basic story is inspired by Naruto, obviously, the Bakugo and Sasuke parallels, as well as Chunin Exam and Sports Festival. I agree with all of that. Uh, my Hikidimi isn't really that... This is me talking now. My academia isn't really that, like, uh, unique in the grand scheme of things, but it's just the way it, it blends together genres and tropes and does something very new with them in terms of fleshing out things and being very emotional I think My Hero does the best out of any of the shonen anime so far that's why I think people like fall in love with it so much because like what do we love we love the long running drama it's mm-hmm. basically all soap opera Yeah. and My Hero Academia like nails down it's characters in such a way that we just fall in love with them because it's so epic and then also so emotional on top of that that's what's why I think um, and
0: anyway. then not only that I feel like they pepper in a lot more realism in My Hero Academia than most comic book superhero type uh, series. Like, for example, you take uh, X-Men as an example. It's a school... It's, to the outside world, it's just a school for kids that have mutant powers. Yeah. But like every week they're getting attacked and yet nothing happens to the school. There's no the, the there's no uh, outcry from the public or yeah. nothing. Magic is destroyed rebuilt every week. <laughs> basically, <laughs> yeah. but then then that's it. Then it's just they just start a new arc. Whereas this, with My Hero Academia, it's like they're showing consequences in terms of the outside world mm. where uh, the, with the uh, building being destroyed, or not the building, but uh, villains attacking and stuff like that. Or even when uh, Deku and the students use their quirks outside of school, like they were mm. almost expelled yeah. you don't really see that in other manga uh, or not manga but like superhero series or anything yeah, like that fan- it's just like fantasy yeah it's just like oh they use their powers whatever even harry potter like oh you use your powers we're wizarding powers outside of harry of the uh, hogwarts but who cares moving on
1: yeah no one has like a camera phone or anything take pictures or nothing yeah basically yeah it's just it's i think it's because it's tightly written same thing with their quirks themselves like they expand upon their powers and have realistic explanations for how they work and how they can be utilized in a fight for example uh-huh. um da-da-da. i respect your opinion and understand your views but there is a reason one piece has been number one since it has been conceived i don't think i actually ever said i hated one piece i just didn't, never watched it and i couldn't get into it when i tried Um, In terms of anime, it isn't perfect since it is weekly and has to be paced slower compared to My Hero, which is seasonal. Manga is definitely easier, but the soundtrack and voice acting does make the anime phenomenal. I do think that the moment One Piece ends, My Hero is a shoe in for the top spot. It is easily the best of the new big three. Uh, But if you do plan on saying anything slightly shady, okay, don't do so unless you truly experienced it. Have I got on like a hating tear about One Piece? That's why I was said early. So. I was
0: like, "When was the last time I heard you mention One Piece?" I, I think f-
1: whenever I do, I'm just like, I just couldn't get into it. I I never watched it, so it's not like I can say it sucks or anything. Uh, this wasn't meant to be aggressive. I just don't like how people use the same reasoning against you when you talk about anime in general. If you haven't experienced something, don't talk trash or throw shade. I I mean I agree with that. But again, have I thrown shade at One Piece? <laughs> Apparently, you did. I guess I did. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry for the long winded review. Shout out to the greatest of all time, Michael. Don't really.
2: This is the greatest show! Oh! (laughs) Uh,
1: I don't really expect Michael to give One Piece a shot since he doesn't like being boxed in. But all love to you guys. You are the best. That's the word from this blur. Till next time. All right, Flaza. Apparently I pressed your One Piece button and it made you go off. but... (laughs) But yeah, no hate in One Piece, man. I just haven't watched it. And Luffy's like Goku... You know, and I don't know. She's just going to snap you out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> You're the first. Well, Donald's killed both of us in that little online thing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the good of the universe. It's racist. <laughs> all right, next review comes from Cloudy Visuals. It's a five-star review. Subject is, sup, fellas? Okay, had to go searching for something to revive my faith in DC. And what better than the switch that DC that uh, DC animated for their movies and TV shows? I was not disappointed. Have you guys ever seen Justice League, The Flashpoint Paradox? Hell yes. It's fucking great. I just got done with it, so I must say it was effing dope. If so, can you refer me to the podcast where you talked about it? I don't think we actually reviewed it. No, because that came out years ago. Yeah, that was before our time. Um, If not, then watch it. There's deaths and stuff. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's deaths and stuff. Uh, Dare I say, Thanos level. Michael B. Jordan as Cyborg's voice was a dope add-in. I forgot that was Michael B. Jordan. I thought it was... Uh, his name starts with an S. Uh I I don't think that was Michael B. Jordan. Was that Michael B. Jordan? I don't know if Michael B. Jordan did one of the cyborg Voices. man. I thought it was that movie. Look it up. Fact check this guy. Uh, he goes on to say, can you guys replace that DC segment with DC animated? So what, instead of talking about any DC TV. Oh yeah, TV, it was Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, there you go. Um, instead of wanting TV, versus how to talk about DC anime movies, is that what he wants? <laughs> Let's just pretend that the other crap didn't exist. Anyway, stay woke, uh, kin folks. Stay live, you jives. Hold up, I got it. Stay awesome, my possum. <laughs> what? what is going on? You're <laughs> just going with all the action catchphrases? <laughs> uh, alright, I'll find my way out from here. Stay black, not whack. <laughs> stay blurdy, my. Dot, 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 insert Jamaican air horned nerdy. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> All right.
0: Stay. Well, we can do the, the, the Luke
1: Cage version.
0: Stay nerdy, my brethren.
1: Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> my brethren. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the, uh, the whole show. Um, Those accents.
0: Besides Bushmaster, fucking they were terrible to me well not terrible but like i wouldn't ask
1: that they were
0: were great like they wax and waned like one moment it would be like okay that was decent and the next meet the next scene it's the same person i'm like all right too stereotypical it was like it was you could tell it was fake at least Uh i could
1: see i couldn't i would be like oh man the dialect was amazing you're like granted i'm not jamaican but still you're still islander right yeah yeah Um, And our last review comes from our old pal, Jacob, a.k.a. The Spider-Man. It's a five-star review. Subject is thanks all around. Hey, everyone. Amazing podcast as always. I think last week, dare I say it, was one of your best episodes yet. And he's not biased at all. I was going to say why, because I was sick? No, because he was on it. (laughs) I can't thank you guys enough for having me on. It was an amazing experience and so much fun. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp. I loved it up until the mid credit scene fuck Thanos <laughs> that's all for this week until next time yeah I think we all can uh, agree with that fuck Thanos uh-huh. <laughs> there wasn't really a villain in the, in the uh, movie but Thanos was he was the villain <laughs> yeah he's the villain from now on for everything
0: from now on
1: oh stop stop giving me all these great showman <laughs> feels like god
0: <laughs> Thanos will be the villain of MCU <laughs> from
1: now on alright let's talk about it because now, now, now I'm in the mood <laughs> Uh, So yeah, let's get into this week's main topic, Ant-Man and the Wasp. We unleashed something powerful that could destroy the world. We need your help, Scott. We got this. You know, I'm an Avenger now. Yeah, so you've mentioned. Follow my lead. Great job back there.
0: Are you going to say the same thing to me? Good job. Thank you.
1: go low, I'll go high. I have wings. Why would I go low? No, I know that. I just want to make sure that these guys do.
0: Ladies and gents, this is the moment you waited for.
1: And man and the Wasp! <laughs>
0: Shrinking and growing, what more can you ask for?
1: And man and the Wasp! Alright, stop it! Alright, fuck it, alright. We're going to review Gary again, guys! <laughs> I'm chasing the title of the podcast. <laughs> the greatest ant-man in a wash show <laughs> <laughs> all right um for those who don't know our our rating system here in blurred vision i will drop it here we here at blurred vision have a very simple rating system it goes from poor vision to perfect vision in
0: the middle there's passable and then you have less than passable and more than passable thank you catch
1: i haven't heard from catch in a while i wonder how she's been I don't know, she she abandoned us. No Well, her voice will always remain in our rating system, so <laughs> like a ghost. And speaking of ghosts, the villain of this movie. <laughs> oh! Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Did she just watch it or something? No. <laughs> Alright, but yeah, the sequel to the first Ant-Man movie, which was it was an okay movie. I mean, you know, if I was gonna give that a rating, I would probably give that like a high passable, something in that range. It's funny because a man the Wasp just like Ant-Man was like they, they always throw that movie right after the big Avengers movie to be like a palate cleanser kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, I think this is way more effective than that first that first go around with Age I'll give the first Ant-Man more than passable. You give it more than passable? Okay so you liked it a little bit more than I did. Um, I think my main problem with the first Ant-Man was the villain. Like it was just, that, that was back in the days when Marvel's formula problem was generic tropey and very one dimensional villains. Because remember, Yellow Jacket's whole Yellow Jacket, shtick was, yeah. I hate sheep. <laughs> I make them goo. And he, he was basically
0: uh, Ab- 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 Abadiah Stain. That's his name. Is that his? Obadiah Stane. Yeah. I
1: mean, the first Ant Man was basically Iron Man, <laughs> just with shrinking instead yeah, of much. being Iron Man. <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie, I think, is bigger, better. It's got uh, not only does uh, Michael Clark, what's his name? Michael. Clark Douglas? Douglas? Michael
0: Michael Douglas. There's no Clark. No, that's okay. Michael. You're thinking of the other guy.
1: Oh, the big black guy. Yeah, the, king,
0: <laughs> the kingpin. <laughs> All from... right, so
1: Michael Douglas, uh, Evangeline Lilly. We've got uh, Scott Lang. Scott Lang. We got <laughs> Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Um, Michelle uh, Pfeiffer. Lawrence, up. Oh, Catwoman. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Burn. Burn. You're racist. Mark Burnborn. <laughs> as a uh, Goliath. Or Black Goliath in the comics. Yes. <laughs> because he's Black, yes, Michael. Yes, because he's Black, in case you didn't get it. <laughs> but um, I guess we'll start with our non-spoilery thoughts about the movie and then get into spoilers afterwards. Um, since I'm already talking about this, I'll start with my thoughts. Um, so I think I, I kind of made it obvious already, but I liked this movie a lot more than the first one. And I think the reason why I liked it was mostly because they took the ridiculous aspects of it and kind of dialed it up to 11. I would call this kind of like a live-action Saturday morning cartoon because the tone is just a comedy throughout. I like the fact that they did do a lot with the shrinking and enlarging premise. Um, they do a lot with, like, ants being large in this movie as opposed to just being small and, like, just random little mini workers used for, like, uh, for heist stuff. They, they took that that concept and applied it to, like, well, what if we had worker ants and made them big? And they can just basically build shit for us. (laughs) So it it kind of brings like the sci-fi elements to it in a big bad way, which I really enjoyed. Um, The supporting cast I loved more so than the first. They gave Michael Douglas a lot more doing this movie. Um, He was kind of just an exposition machine in the first movie. and this one, they gave him actual comedic beats. Um... Eventually Lily, she shines as the wasp. She definitely steals the show this time around. And I mean of course she does. Like like we said before, she was a badass in the first movie, so you get that bitch wings and tasers. Of course she's gonna be the best part of the movie. Uh-huh. But they didn't do a lot with I thought they would, is the Giant Man stuff. Like, uh after seeing Giant Man in Civil War, I was expecting them to do like and seeing the the trailers of him being like basically Godzilla in like the that boat scene in the trailers. I thought they were gonna do more with that. But they they do a thing where they they make they put uh, the wasp on a pedestal, but then they they don't really use the ant man as like a like a sidekick. They kind of made him like a like a bumbling sidekick, like he's not like robin. He's like iron man three, Tony Stark, where his suit's completely malfunctioning the entire movie. Like that's an interesting way to go, but I feel like they kind of robbed him of having any like really cool action beats in the movie um but that being said in terms of action i do like it more than the first because when there is action uh the teamwork and the action choreography is way better than the first movie like they do they do a lot of they put a lot of thought i think into the stunts in terms of like shrinking enlarging you see kind of in the trailer with um the wasps kind of flipping around in that kitchen scene where she's running on the blade of like the knife and she's beating people up with her fists but when they get into choreography with um ghost i think that's where it really shines because then you have like two people shrinking and enlarging and like combo fighting, but then you also have ghosts who can like phase through things, and they kind of use that cool effect too. Like at one point, Ghost grabs the Wasp and there's like a suplex through a, through a, like a table, and like when she does like you know when you do a suplex, you're like you are basically hurting yourself too because your back is bending into the, the 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 fall. But she phases through the table as she like launches with the Wasp into it, so it was like kind of cool how she didn't really get hurt when she did it. Um, on the subject of of Ghost the villain way better than Yellow Jacket way better <laughs> um, they, and they're doing a thing in Marvel a lot now where the villains aren't so much villains they're kind of misunderstood villains or sympathetic villains um, the Ghost Ghost in this movie is more of a victim rather than a straight up super villain um, when they get into her origin you kind of understand why she has the powers that she does and how they work you kind of feel for her I feel like they could have done more with that um, so she still ends up being not quite the level of, like, a Killmonger, obviously, or a Thanos, or, or like, even a Loki or anything like that, but she's definitely a, a head and shoulders above somebody like, I don't know, but even somebody like, like, an Ironmonger, a Yellowjacket, uh, a Ronin, she's better than all of those. So the, the phase three trend of having strong villains, I think is still kind of holding true in this movie, despite it being a comedy where it doesn't really need to be. Um, the plot is pretty basic, but it moves fast, so I definitely enjoyed it more for that. Um, I think the only thing I didn't really like in the movie is... I, I really I said the supporting characters I liked, but by supporting characters, I meant the actual characters. The characters I don't like, and I'm starting to become annoyed by them. So I'm starting to join the, like, the hater brigade. And I was like, oh my God, he's so annoying. Lewis and them, they need to fucking take a chill pill. Lewis and them? <laughs> Lewis and them. Lewis and his, three amigo, his two amigos, T.I. and... Uh, I don't know... The Yugoslavian yeah, stereotype. Guy. Yeah, the Russian stereotype dude who isn't even Russian. He's just, if you see him in interviews, he talks normal. That's all, like, an act he's putting on. Um, I feel like in the <laughs> first movie, they incorporate those side characters better into the story. But in this movie, it just feels like they are literally shoehorned in the scenes. Like, it feels like every time Lewis shows up, there's, like, an excuse to bring him in. And, like, I. I get why, because like I said it's a comedy and like I noticed and that Plus our... you
0: liked him from the first movie, so oh uh, let's bring him in. Yeah, let's like, do more with him. Kinda the same thing I said with Sensei was like, oh, because the show is ending, you have to bring in these other characters, but there's no real story reason for them to be there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um They did they did do the one thing where he tells the stories. I thought that he had a very good story reason why he launched into like those long winded stories where like he does the voiceovers for the characters. That was good that's probably the only time I thought that he was well written to the story every other time it was like hey Lewis is here why because we need some comedy <laughs> it's like there's already comedy but it's like we need more comedy but I get it because like I said this is for this is like a Saturday morning cartoon and I noticed the kids in the audience I saw the movie twice I noticed the kids in the audience laughed the most oh, when
0: did you see it again
1: I do things without you <laughs> well I don't like it oh uh, wow okay <laughs> But uh, I noticed the kids laughed the most the Lewis scenes, like all of them. And same thing with the other the other his friend characters. So like, I get it. Um, the and the other thing I thought was surprising was I thought there'd be more focus on Janet Van Dyne, but there wasn't really. And I feel like the third act kind of falls apart in some ways because they just kind of rush through how where she's been in the quantum realm, some of the things that she, like how she survived in the quantum realm, some of the new abilities she has from the quantum realm, all that stuff just kind of gets brushed over really fast, and it's like, what, how, huh? And there's no explanation. And maybe you're saving that for a third movie, but I feel like it, like the movie got progr- progressively weaker by the time it gets to the third act, but I feel like that also, uh, they, they wrap it up in a very like neat and happy bow tie for that, and everybody's already been saying it, that mid credit scene at the end of the movie. That's where shit gets like, fucked. Ugh! mic drop, Marvel's like, oh, you thought this is a comedy, <laughs> you thought this is a fun time, did you forget it anymore? <laughs> I'm not going to get into spoilers yet, but it was a jaw-dropping moment, and I was, I was bracing myself already because I knew something was going to go down. But I was still not prepared for what happened at that fucking mid-credit scene, and in the in the post-credit scene. We'll get into that too, like the the actual final post-credit scene. But I mean, overall, I had a good time, and I you know, from these Marvel movies, that's why I go in looking for. I'm not I'm not going into Ant Man and the Wasp expecting a Captain America: Winter Soldier or a Civil War or an Avengers. You know what I mean? I'm I'm going in just for like a filler. It's like it's just a fun fun time, and that's what it delivered. So I'd give this more than passable, solid. Um... Yeah, those are my thoughts. What do you think? Um,
0: <laughs> going to this movie, I was I was I was excited based on the trailers for this movie more more than a lot of movies that were coming out this year, especially after Infinity War. Like I wanted to see wh- where this movie was going to take the MCU going forward. Mm. And overall, I can say I, I, I definitely had a, a much better time than I thought. I was gonna have like I th- I went into the movie knowing I was gonna enjoy it, but how much was I gonna enjoy it? Reliable entertainment, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And so yeah, I, I I enjoyed the movie. I uh, I loved a lot of the, the the action set pieces that they that they had in this movie. Like I felt like they took what they did in the first movie and kicked it up a notch. Mm-hmm. And it was fun to see what they did and like the shrinking technology. Like it was it was great. And then not only that, but. They did. They uh, not just the shrinking technology, but even the enlargening technology. They they took to an, another notch more so than in the other Ant Man movie, where yeah. not not just not just uh, with Paul Rudd turning to Giant Man, but like the Pez that you saw in the trailer, or like the the salt shaker and all that other stuff. Yeah. So that was cool to see more of that. Uh, Going going into what uh, I said, I was mad. I was mad that you took my thing. I was like, yeah, this movie should have been called The Wasp and Ant-Man because I feel like this is more her movie. I wouldn't necessarily say she stole the movie because I think the point of this movie was for her to have the spotlight. Mm -hmm. They intentionally did that. But I think a problem with that is in order to give her the spotlight, I kind of think they kind of, not retcon, but they kind of gave Scott Lang, Paul Rudd, they, they go on to what you said, making him a more of a bumbling sidekick, which is what he wasn't in the first one. He was pretty capable. Like he's a smart engineer. Mm. He's a good inventor. And he had he had a little bit of parkour skills in the first movie, yeah. whereas this one, he just seemed like the bumbling idiot. And I was I, that's the thing I didn't necessarily
1: like. But I feel like it was because of that malfunctioning suit plot. I know, advice. but I feel like yeah. what
0: was the point of that plot? To make him seem like
1: yeah I I, I agree you could have done that for a little while but it was the whole movie but it was the whole movie yeah. like
0: it was one it's one thing to make you know do it in the beginning for like that comedy beat that happened during at the school I'm not oh, going to yeah. talk about yeah, yeah. but then the fact that it went through the whole movie it was like okay what's the point of this you're making him kind of useless yeah and I don't like that because you're defeating what you set up for him in the first movie and then even with that like he was capable enough to the, he defeated the Falcon in the first movie yeah but then you get to this movie it's like eh, he 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 basically serves no purpose more or less. Just for comedy. Just for comedy, yeah. and then what happens with Janet? That's all really his only purpose. That's the thing I didn't like.
2: That
0: was weird. <laughs> it was very weird. <laughs> but yeah. uh Also going with, to, to what you said, like, because a lot of people say they like Michael Pena's character, and also, I, I feel like he was the weakest part of this. The weakest part of this movie. I didn't like pretty much any of his. Like, I like Michael Pena the actor. I would and say I like, the weakest, I, but he's I like one the, of the weakest. And I like yeah. the character especially from what he did in the first movie but because I feel like they was like oh you liked him in the first movie we're gonna give you more of him but we're not gonna give you a real reason because in the first movie there was a reason for him to be there he's part of the heist and the the team but in this movie it was just like there was no real reason for him to be there Scott literally kept calling him up to be
1: involved in the plot
0: yeah (laughs) and then there was even less reason for T.I. and his like it was just it was just stupid yeah like they could they could have kept them out or maybe put them in for one scene uh the and funny enough, this well, I didn't
1: mention. I think was the weakest part is the secondary villain. I was I was gonna get to him. Yeah. I was gonna get to him, but uh,
0: the 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 technology that they had in this movie, like the the de aging technology, which funny enough, it's gotten perfect. Yeah, the first Ant Man was the f- uh first MCU movie to start this when when oh, they yeah. did it. Yeah, so for them to take it and kick it up a notch in this movie, like it looked great. Yeah, like there was no like weird uncanny valley with like Michael mm. Douglas or Michelle Pfeiffer. Or even Lawrence Fishburne.
1: And they got confident with it, too, because they'll hold on them. Yeah. They'll like funny expressions, like, and it doesn't look weird at I all. I was just like, whoa. What the <laughs> fuck, Henry Cavill? <laughs> Basically. Take no Justice I, I, League. I guess it's easier to make
0: you look younger than it is to move a, remove a mustache. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I, I thought I thought that looked great. So I'm, I'm curious to see how they might utilize it for, like, because I'm assuming they have to use it for Captain Marvel if it takes place in the 90s. And they're going to have Fury. Samuel L. Jack. Yeah, Nick Fury and uh, Phil Coulson.
1: Oh, oh yeah, Colson's supposed to be in it.
0: So I'm curious to see how how that's gonna look. But uh, another another thing that I kind of didn't like with this movie is going to what you were saying the the, the other secondary villain, mm-hmm. which whose name I, I can't know. remember, but I remember he was in Tomb Raider.
1: Sweetwater, <laughs> I don't, know. <laughs> I don't, know. It's I don't so, know. He's southern. I don't know. It's somethin- <laughs> but it's the
0: same actor that was the villain in Tomb Raider. Yeah, like they set him out as this guy that's talking about he wants to steal the Pym technology because this company this organization that he's working for and they never really get to who this organization is
1: what they're about like they don't talk about none of that but yeah he has all the information at all times because he reads the script that's what it feels like and then he's always showing up (laughs) he's like I knew where you would be and I know what that does because I've read the script and it's like but why
0: like I don't feel anything from you and that's another and I think that's one of the biggest weaknesses of this movie I feel like they peppered in a lot of story beats but they didn't really explain it like the villain, like the, the secondary villain, or even like what happened with Michelle Pfeiffer, or Janet Van Dyme. Like mm-hmm. what is, th- what is, what is that? I'm not going to say what it is till we get we to spoilers, lot of but yeah, we're we're like, gonna, That's the first thing we should talk whole about a lot of questions. Yeah, <laughs> And uh, even though I did enjoy ghost, I don't think I enjoyed her as much as you did. Cause I kind of feel like,
1: I didn't say she was great. Or like, I didn't say she was amazing, but she just fine for what she was.
0: Yeah, but I but I still kind of feel like because there was no real central main villain, I feel like they could have did more with her to make her a little bit more sympathetic. I agree, and I feel like there wasn't enough, and so because of that, I was just like, eh, but right. she's still
1: better than Yellow Jacket. No, yeah, Ronin, she's better. She's better than Yellow. She's better than Yellow Jacket. That's what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: she's been, she's better than Yellow Jacket. I still but I still wanted more from her. I agree. But overall, I enjoyed the movie. I would give it a more than passable.
1: Oh, we're so same rating. Yeah. Okay. I know we both didn't mention, I was expecting you to say something about it. The best character in the fucking movie. Oh, Cassie daughter. Lang. Yeah, Cassie Lang. Yeah, La- yeah I, I, I,
0: I like those moments that he had with his daughter.
1: Yeah, she's adorable and a she, great actress.
0: Yeah, and it kind of makes me sad because you know she's not going to be in Avengers 4 because she's been cast as an older
1: yeah stature as an older version of her as an older version of her so I, we were saying the theater i was like man they better fucking do whoever that casting person is they better do their job because they need to find somebody super charming to make me believe that it's the same girl yeah, because like that moment, she was she was great the moment like and this is in the trailer but she's like you need a partner dad and he's like well she made it seem like she doesn't want anything to do with me he's talking about hope and she's like wait who he's like oh hope and she's like I meant me, and he like, kind of laughs like you, and she's like, "Don't laugh!" Like, her face is like, "Oh, she's so precious!" And even the uh, she's like little baby Deku, like how oh, it's so cute. And even the
0: in the well in the comics he's a Shield agent, but in the movie he's not because you know Shield is gone, quote unquote. Uh, Randall Park's character. I heard a lot of people complaining about him, Randall but Parks. I like. Oh woo! Though yeah woo oh a lot, a lot of people were complaining about him but i liked him
1: why why did they complain? because
0: it was like oh his jokes didn't land or he was only there the same reasons we don't like michael Pena's character say oh he was just there for comedy beats they don't like woo? they don't like him for that reason but but they like michael Pena's character
1: they could have gotten rid of penya completely and you just Ex- had a woo yeah because he actually has story reasons for being there he's the guy that's like because scott lang's under house arrest for the whole movie so like he's the guy that's like keeping tabs on him yeah. I mean, so I didn't have
0: a problem with him. And at I liked, all. I liked his little co- humor
1: beats and comedy. Yeah,
0: me too. It's just Michael Pena that and I was just, yeah. Forced. <laughs> Very <laughs> all, forced. All forced.
1: <laughs> all right, but yeah, so let's get into spoilers. And for those that don't want to hear that, just skip forward in the podcast. Um, check out the iTunes descriptions for our timestamps as per usual. Um, But yeah, let's, let's start where it ended. Because I want to talk about Janet and her... Re- ridiculous jesus powers and how they wasn't explained at all at how all. it worked so here's the thing when it was getting toward the end of the movie and you're starting to realize that because and here's another thing goliath <laughs> uh Lawrence fishburne's character is revealed to be a villain kind of kind of but that's the thing he's kind of a villain you see that he's only doing it because he doesn't like uh hank pym's character and, and there that's we're going that we to talk about there uh hank pym and uh and what's his name? His actual name, Bill Foster. Bill Foster. Their their banter I liked a lot because they both don't like each other, and you can kind of see like you can kind of see the history in just their conversations, um, but the fact that like once you start realizing that he's not really so much of a villain, he's more just trying to help this girl that he kind of like you know um, save from Shield that was being used as a weapon, Ghost. Like when you get to start getting towards the end of the movie, and you realize that Ghost isn't really a villain because she's just in constant pain and is trying to do anything she can to alleviate that pain, which is to use Janet's quantum energy to fix her weird interdimensional phasing ability. Sure, whatever. <laughs> a lot of us just like, I, what? Also, part of Science? me when I was watching huh? the movie, when it was like, oh, she's been a, she's been an
0: a underground covert agent of Shield this whole time. I was like, whoa, well, where's wait, where's that story? <laughs> like,
1: yeah, they could have done more with that. Guys, like, like. like like you said, it's kind of a disservice to the movie because they could have gone more into that. I'm like,
0: considering she was being controlled by Hydra, you don't think she would have sh- like show up in like Winter Soldier or something like that? Like, give me, give me some more, Shh. give me some more of that.
1: Retcons. <laughs> <laughs> but like toward the end of the movie, I'm like, okay, things are wrapping up pretty. Like, it's getting to the point where like there needs to be some true villain here because there's not really anything. Like, there's there's no one for me to be like, that's the villain. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I thought, like, maybe... And I didn't want this. But I thought Janet was going to become a villain. Because, like, the whole movie, like, she's possessing Scott Lang's mind and helping them figure out how to get into the quantum realm. She's talking about how she's had 30 years to plan or, like, figure out the algorithm to help them find her. I'm like, but I thought in the quantum realm, you're just, like, you're trapped in stasis kind of thing. You're just floating in nothingness. Not like you could have time to plan and shit. And then when you get to the janet and she's actually in the quantum realm she suddenly got like a cloak on she has a spear she's turned her wings into a spear i'm like okay where did she how did she have how did she do this stuff (laughs) not only that but again going back to
0: the first movie they they talk about the quantum realm being outside of space and time yeah so in my mind i'm like how is she aging And you're aging. Then, if she's aging, how is she? If there's, if she's in the quantum realm, how is she sustaining herself? If obviously she's aging, like quantum food, (laughs) yeah. Like, what? How is she eating? How is she, you know, drink getting water? Like, it would make more sense to me if she didn't age. And then it's like, okay, well, that makes sense because you're outside of space and time. But clearly, if you're aging, then you need you need food. You need a way to live. And so I'm like, I don't understand any of this.
1: Yeah, and she just waves And I- then they
0: talk about, oh, well, I've been here for a while, and with time, you evolve. But I'm like, but that takes, evo- that evolution takes time. It didn't just happen as but soon as you got there. what does that, you
1: that even there. mean that I
0: evolve? Uh, yeah, Hey, what? what does that mean? But I'm like, but that takes time. Like, if, if anything, let's say it took a year for you to get these special powers. You still needed to eat in that year. Like, I don't yeah. understand any of
1: this. Yeah, and as the special powers, suddenly she's like, quantum jesus and like she can touch hank pym and heal him going crazy in the quantum realm okay that's odd but then fast forward she's also able to heal ghosts of her powers powers. temporarily yeah i guess it's temporary because they're trying to get healing stuff at the end of the movie yeah but like how how explain movie you need to explain more than that if you if you just suddenly introduce a character and nobody even says what Yeah, They're well, just Scott like, goes tells Hank like, "Did you know she could do that?" And he just kind of looks well, at that him. Then I was it. But not Hank didn't even go like, yeah, "Yeah, we need to study you," like, or like, just just give me like a what, huh, huh, nothing. Just but the movie just keep, keeps going, so there's no time to even talk about it. But I'm like, that's a big plot device that you just threw at us, and you just put us just to go with it. Like, it's, right? just, it's weird.
0: Can she? Can she defeat? Is she the key to defeating Thanos? Like that's what it kind of felt <laughs> like. It
1: was like that's just it's odd. So that's why I was like, you don't have a character like, in any other movie, when you have a character like that, that ends up becoming the villain. Like, oh, I've become one with the quantum realm, but it's told me to take over all dimensions, or some shit like that. I didn't want that. That's what I was expecting.
0: Yeah, considering who, granted, it's not the comic book version of Janet Van Dyne, but I
1: wouldn't want that either. Yeah, yeah.
0: Cause she's still a major character in the Marvel pantheon. Yeah, but pantheon. So it ends up
1: being she's not a villain at all. It's, just, it's face value. She's fine, and she just had time to plan how to and get she, out of the quantum realm. Now she's realm. a god, <laughs> and now she's got god power. She's she's quantum Jesus now. Yeah. Okay, whatever. But then at the end of the movie, when you get to the mid-credit scene. They have like a little miniature version of the quantum tunnel they use to get to the quantum realm. And he sends Scott into it to collect more healing quantum energy. I don't know. Again, it. it. it's like, what? what? Healing quantum energy is a thing now? Sure. All right. Whatever. And that's when it happens. That's when Infinity War trickles its way into Ant-Man. And, then, and i was sitting there going, okay. Who's going to get snapped away? Because I know it's somebody. I know somebody has to go. I didn't want it to be the Wasp because I wanted that... Because you know, everybody survived in the original Infinity Avengers. War, the original Avengers. I wanted that Earth's Maya's Heroes classic Avengers team, which was a founder, was Wasp and Ant-Man. So I wanted that team. So I was like, I can't be Wasp. And, I don't, and if it's going to be anybody, I guess Hank Pym, because he's old and you didn't really need him for the story. Um, and you are at Tony Stark, so you don't need two geniuses. And, but then Janet survived. So I thought maybe Janet was going to die in the movie. She didn't. So I'm like, okay, well, they're not going to get rid of Janet because they just they just saved her. It'd be stupid if right? I have a whole movie about getting her out of the quantum realm and then she fucking dies. And then, nope. nope. <laughs> Marvel's like, yeah, fuck that. Everybody got to go. Everybody that's not in the quantum realm is gone.
0: No, the only one in the quantum realm is Ant-Man. Yeah.
1: I'm like, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> what the fuck?
0: Which, I mean, everybody everybody that watched... Uh Infinity War knew that's how this movie was gonna end in terms of the post credit scene.
1: You I'm getting blasted online for spoilers because I'm saying like it's not a happy ending. Even though commercials are telling people the ending is will blow your mind. Yeah. The ending is breathtaking. Because everybody knows. Yeah, it's like how you don't think it's, you really don't think it's gonna connect to Infinity War at all, people? Really? You're just gonna have a whole movie, and just not even mention it. No Infinity War at all. <laughs> so yeah, it should be obvious. But the fact that they do it and it's like everybody but Ant-Man and then what I think was brilliant.
0: I mean, even both of us said, like, the movie's gonna end. Well, I, th- I thought it was gonna be Ant Man and Wasp, and because I didn't think they were gonna get rid of her. But, like, I was like, they're gonna be in the quantum realm, and then they come out of the quantum realm, and that's when they realize the world has been snapped away. But apparently, well, Marvel was like,
1: I'll see your prediction, and I'll raise you, and motherfucker's stuck in the, yeah, quantum, he's stuck realm. In the quantum realm. <laughs> it's so like, yo! <laughs> yeah. But I like that where it's like, guys, guys! And that's how it ends. And then you wait until the post credit scene, hoping for some kind of Nick Fury post credit moment of like, "Oh, there's still some hope left. Maybe, maybe his daughter like is wondering where he is, and it's like a good tease." Yeah, I, hated, like, I, hated, I hated the post credit scene. See, all right, let's let's talk about that because I I've seen that online too. People hated it, but like I liked it because spoilers—we're in spoilers. But when they get to the when they go to the post credit scene, all it is is the empty house of Scott Lang, and maybe we're not really sure if it was also maybe um. Cassie Lang in them's house it gets weird to show the empty house and we already know he's not there so obviously yeah, no, nah, I think
0: I think it was his house which is his house because he has the drum set
1: okay so I guess maybe the point of that was not that it's empty but the TV had like the the emergency broadcast thing on so that shows you that the world is being affected by infinity war as well but then it shows the ant that's been walking around his house or his apartment or whatever the entire movie um, wearing his uh his ankle brace for his house arrest playing the drums and it literally just plays the drums the end (laughs) but see I like that because it felt like a big F you because they knew people were going to wait for some kind of hope and it's like nah but I mean that's fine
0: but the reason I hate it is because they showed that shit in the trailer so it's like
1: I think that's why it's brilliant
0: (laughs) no I'm like you're going to show me the post credit scene in the trailer
1: it's like but but in the trailer you you would never have guessed that was going to be the last scene of the movie. And not like a Spider-Man two-way where it's like, oh, he fights Rhino. How's that going to end? It's like, a, that's probably the weakest part. I didn't care about that in the trailer at all anyway. I didn't care about him playing the drums. No,
0: I didn't care. But the fact that I've, you, in hindsight, it's like, okay, you saw that in the trailer. Like, that's
1: corny. Ah, I liked it. It was like it was like a Captain America in Homecoming. Patience. But in this case, it was like, but you didn't see that in the trailer. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't care if I see it in the trailer or not. It's, it's more about like, oh, you thought it was going to be hope middle finger and Marvel was like we out (laughs) drop the mic (laughs) and when I saw the second time the the kids in the audience were literally like oh my god it's Thanos oh my god Infinity (laughs) War I was like oh yeah man Disney's traumatizing kids out here (laughs) it's fucking amazing I was like the whole movie was a comedy like I've never seen a movie whiplash its tone so hard like 180 from like a comedy to really a tragedy in, like, one moment. You know what I mean? It's like, it's it's the equivalent of if, like, at the end of Frozen, like, the whole thing plays out. Yay, we won. Riverdale or whatever is saved. Arendelle is saved. And then and an then, iceberg just falls on Elsa. Yeah, then everyone dies. The end. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Let it go. And it's like it plays it off like that.
0: But like I said, I mean, nobody's really surprised that that's how the movie ended. It's just, I don't like... I wanted, I wanted something different than what was shown in the trailer. It's not that... I'm surprised,
1: because they, they, they did the one-up of the Quantum Realm thing. Because now it's the question of, how are they getting out? How is he getting out of the Quantum Realm? You know what I mean? I know he's going to get out, but like they had more than just, oh, people are dying. It's another question of, and also, how is Scott going to get out of the Quantum Realm now? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. Because I do wonder how he's going to get out. Like, is Iron Man going to... Like, no one knows they were there. But, I mean, he got
0: he he got out before.
1: He figured out how to get out before. That's because he had that that enlarging thing. And this time they were waiting for him, somebody outside to press the button. So like, is Lewis gonna find the van or something? Like, uh, maybe. And even at the end, there' like Doctor Strange saw the vision in his
0: m- many multiple universes. Yeah, but he did. He told somebody. He, left, <laughs> he, he told left, somebody. He left,
1: he left Wong a, a, a note somewhere. <laughs> While he's just partying because he's just chilling by himself somewhere. <laughs> but even like the 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 stinger of Ant Man the Wasp Return question mark at the end is like a yo fuck you Thanos. <laughs> so that so that to me alleviated the issue of there not being a true villain in the movie because it just felt like you know a popcorn good time like it was just a fun movie. But then it's like Marvel's reminding you that the true villain is fucking Thanos. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I, I knew and it, like. I
0: as the movie was wrapping up I, le- I leaned over to you I was like they're doing this on purpose this movie is ending way too happily
1: Ghostin and uh, Goliath are happy together yeah. they're all
0: by themselves hey, Janet I- and Hank are getting a house on the beach
1: yeah <laughs>
0: The hope, hoping, hoping, uh, her together with the daughter in the back and watching TV. Oh, that was cute. And a miniature, yeah, the miniature driving. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's ending way too happy. What was they're the
1: doing... song? It was, it was literally like, like, everything's gonna be okay. Like, what was the song? I was, was like, like, yeah,
0: they're doing, they're setting this up on purpose because Thanos oh, come is on, coming. Get
1: happy. I was like,
0: Thanos is coming. They're doing it on purpose.
1: Word. <laughs> come on, get happy. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was the ending, but, um, was it? I feel like there was other things I wanted to talk about that were during the movie. Oh, the movie did a lot of, like, back and forth for me in terms of, like, oh, that's stupid. Oh, this an explanation for it. Like, in the very beginning when they show that ridiculously, like, elaborate Indiana Jones-type fort that Scott Lang made with his daughter, and they're uh-huh. going through, like, different, like, traps and trap doors and slides through the house and shit like that. Uh-huh. And we're both, like... Who the fuck has time to make something like this? But then it's like, oh, actually, a two-year house, or he's two-year <laughs> ha- he has nothing else to do. So I was like, oh, okay, all right, that makes more sense. Or even with the 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 reveal that uh, Bill Foster was a villain, like him being Goliath or being a villain, like I was just like, oh, that fucking sucks. But then you realize that compared to Ghost, he's really not a villain. Like he has he has he he has a goal in mind, but he's not even sure of what they're trying to do with Kill Janet. You know, what I mean, it's still little question mark in his mind, but he just doesn't like Hank Pym. So he's like, no, we're going to do this and fuck you. But even he.
0: So so a Matrix reference in there. There's a Matrix reference? Well, kind of. Not real, not Probably not on purpose. But you think about it like he was uh, Morpheus and he fought those two ghost twins. And now he's with a ghost. Oh, type uh, phasing yeah. villain. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> But yeah, like, he doesn't want her to attack um, Scott's daughter or anything like that. Like, I like that he has like, he had limits, and and even Ghost, you kind of understood where she was coming from with a, uh, like she wasn't. Compl- yeah, she even, wasn't she, even, evil.
0: She, even she even she went along with it. Was like if you if you attack his daughter, I'm out. And she 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 complied because any other villain or character would have been like, well, I guess you're out then. Fuck you, and then went after his daughter anyway. Yeah, and but she found she found another way.
1: Yeah. Which was a funny scene. I like that scene because that's when he goes in that long-winded story and it ends with her going like, the forest! And they're like, ah! Baba Yaga! That was the one good moment for those characters. Yeah, the one good yeah. moment. Um, if you put a dime in the jukebox, you gotta listen to the whole song. T.I. is being fucking T.I. Uh, was there anything else? I don't know. I felt like they were... I wanted them to do more with that Giant Man stuff. Like that Godzilla thing in the trailer, that like little... A little moment in the trailer with the the ferry boat. I thought they were gonna do more with that.
0: Yeah, considering it seemed like in Civil War, he kind of he almost he kind of perfected it. But it seems like well, I guess it's because he went Giant Man without wanting to go Giant Man. Mm,
1: Well, yeah, but it was also like, why didn't they just fix his suit? Like you know what I mean? Like they even at one point go and find the original suit for some. Whatever science mumbo jumbo way to track the 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 lab because they fixed the
0: suit. There's no running gag,
1: of him being the gag sm- didn't need to run that long of him being small. That was that was funny though in the in the, in the in school. school yeah yeah where they make him like and it's like very Deadpool where he shrinks to like little kid size and he's like wearing a little tarp or a little uh, rain jacket or whatever uh-huh. and the guy, one of the teachers is like hey where's your hall pass and he runs away with his little waddly arms and he's like hey. Ah, whatever. <laughs> like that movie have him chase have him chase Scott, but he's just like I'm not paid enough for this shit. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> I, I was expecting him to say that I'm not paid enough for this. That was basically it. <laughs> um but I am I do want to see more of Cassie Lang. If not interested in the third movie. I really I really hope they cast her well for Avengers Four. Because that she's so fucking adorable. Like when she goes, um like when they go into the the uh his place and she goes upstairs and, and sees the sees the ant the there. That smile on her face. Yeah, her like her little like her little devil smile. Like hmm. it's like a little grin smile. But like any other kid, because like, in that moment when she sees the the ant in the bathtub, any other kid would scream. screamed? Yeah, but like the it's a subversion subversion of expectations because she just smiles and then she lies for him and she kind of prevents Woo from getting up there and busting him before he has time to get back. Like I love that. And then it's like when they have their conversation, it's almost like she's giving him advice. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I like their relationship a lot. And it's all because the the
0: actress is so good. Even like like that moment where they were looking at Scott on the news when he became Giant Man and like the parents were looking at the screen horrified and she's
1: like she's got this devil grin on her face. (laughs) It's like, oh, I really want to see her stature in the next movie. Like even if she's like a little girl stature. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, but they're not going to do it. Oh, I mean, when's Ant Man three going to come out? Because I
0: mean, like, they already. Why? Because if they were going to do it, why would they cast another? They cast another actress already. But in Avengers four, it's going to be further in time. It'll be like when they're adults, or like well, we don't know how much further. Like yeah. two, two years, three. It could be t- just three years.
1: But even that, how old? How, how do you think you should, old she think is now? Like twelve? Probably twelve. Yeah. So like, you get a little eighteen year old actress to play her in Avengers four. But like, you know, you wait three more years or two more years for Ant Man three. You can have her be in a little little kid stature, a little tease of it, and then have a young Avengers two years later. That's what I want. I want all these young kids like Tom Holland, maybe Miles Morales, Miss Marvel. Have them be a young Avengers group. Maybe. I know you want Oakling and Wicked. Yeah. And brother, <laughs>
0: Miles Morales isn't in a Young Avengers.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he's what is the the he's new in version? Champions. Champions, yeah. Neither is Miss Marvel, right? She's not. Miss Marvel's in Champions. Yeah, she's not in Young Avengers. No. But yeah, I assume in this version, because brand, <laughs> they want the brand name, they're gonna have Young Avengers, so they'll call that the Young Avengers group. Um. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about with A Man and the Wasp? Go see it if you haven't. But if you're
0: listening to spoiler review, you yeah, what you yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing?
1: Yeah, it's a good little fun movie after Infinity War, which I think the the universe kind of needed. But yeah, now now. Now that we've seen Thanos still fucking shit up even well, in the hey, movie of the year. Oh, that's right, Captain Marvel is until next year. Yep. Captain Marvel's coming for that ass Thanos. <laughs> You're gonna pay what you owe.
0: Uh. Next week is skyscraper.
1: Okay, <laughs> the Dwayne Johnson superhero movie. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> The Rock is Jumanji is skyscraper is some uh, Fast and the Furious. I want to see Sorry to Bother You. Oh, yeah. that's I, Yeah, I want to see that too. Maybe we see it next week.
0: Yeah, but next week is Skyscraper. I feel like that's a bigger movie than Sorry to Bother You.
1: I mean, yeah. Okay, well, we have multiple weeks, Michael. We can save the other one for next week. We no, the to. week
0: after that is uh, Teen Titans. God damn. <laughs> exactly. There's a, really? mo- There's a movie every week.
1: Oh, well, Sorry to Bother You, but I'm sorry we're not going to be able to see you. <laughs> I'm going to see it, shit. Oh, well, yeah, I'm probably going watch it, too. But maybe after for the podcast. All right. Uh, let's move on. Let's get into... You want to talk about Luke Cage? All right. All right, let's talk about this season of Luke Cage. Season dose. Mariah almost burn. I want to smell of flesh. Yo, I play my
2: enemies like a game of chess,
1: yes. Everything that belongs to Mariah. I you. should be mine. Bushmaster will scorch Harlem. to get to her. You
2: can't
0: hide. Harlem can only handle one devil at a time.
2: I'm done playing my little wolves. I am who I, am. I know you. You can't be trusted. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Okay, cages doing our dirty work for us. You find you and take it My dark chocolate boy scout. Of course, you're going to save me. Ready or not, you leave me out there. Ready or not, she won't stop. Ready or not, here I come. You want me out there. Ready or not, ready or not. Because without me, God help Harlem. God help us all. Here I come.
0: Um, you can't burn me. You can't blast me. What do you got? What else you he say?
1: And you definitely can't. There was a the third one.
0: Yeah, it was a third one. I don't remember what the third one
1: <laughs> <laughs> People just lost and thought like, damn, what is the third one? And you definitely can't break me. That's it. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> My brain part. <laughs> But you, you can do all those things. You hit him hard enough. So basically, <laughs> you could drown him. Yeah, you could drown him. All right, but yeah, I've already given my first impressions on on uh, Luke Cage season two. Um, so I kind of want to hear what your thoughts on for or no, I'm kind of want to hear what your thoughts are on the whole season since you finished it.
0: Overall, I liked Luke Cage season two. I think season two did the opposite of season one in that season one started strong but then ended weak okay. i feel like this end started weak but then ended strong and i don't mean started weak. i don't mean weak in the sense that it was bad but i feel like the second half was better than the first half okay I essentially agree. what i mean i agree with that and uh yeah uh i really I, I think in terms of the acting rosario dawson i think is the
1: best actor on the show She's the best actor in a lot of things, and I'm like, why didn't she get more roles in things? You know what I mean? Like she's always, all her delivery like is always like so genuine. Because her yeah. her argument with Luke Cage in the beginning of this season was fucking phenomenal, and uh-huh. it very it felt real. Very real. Yeah. I mean, she was right in a lot of stuff she was saying. <laughs> Yeah, but she's also picking at some shit like, yo, just get off his back about the father thing, man. Like, come on. Like, you can be right, but stop picking at my man. (laughs) But I mean, she was right, though. She was right. I'm not going to say she wasn't. (laughs) But yeah,
0: so I I enjoy seeing all the characters back. Uh, Misty Knight, I'm gay, but she's still fine. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I can say it. Misty Knight's what did it for you? Huh? She did it for you? I mean, she ain't the only one. I can say that about a lot I Like... (laughs) I would say Janet Jackson is one woman. I'm like, I sleep with her.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: I, I just pretend she has a penis, but I sleep with Janet Jackson. How I sleep do you
2: pretend?
0: <laughs> I sleep with Janet Jackson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll be like... <lying>. Ew! <laughs> Ew! Shut the fuck up. But yeah, uh, Bushmaster. I don't. I don't think he was as strong as Cottonmouth, but I definitely liked Bushmaster a lot. Mm-hmm. As as a character. Better than Diamondback. Way better than Diamondback. <laughs> And like even when they got to his backstory, I was just like I, I, I was on his side more or less. Yeah,
1: he was completely like like Killmonger. He was in the right for the reasons he was mad.
0: Completely right. But like, I like
1: that he, his counterbalance was his um was his uncle who told him like the rage inside you was gonna destroy you too. Now that's a that's a true statement. That's true. Life. F- fuck that's Fuck that. <laughs> L- worry about all that afterwards. Get your revenge, my
0: dude. My, my brethren. But his revenge <laughs> did destroy him and his family. His family. His family. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's from South Park. Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh. but yeah, uh, I like. I, I don't know. For Black Mariah, Alfre Woodard. I I don't I don't think I liked her as much. This second go round that I did in the first first go, first go round, I feel like she played. I don't know. I feel like she was a little bit way more cartoony this time around. Compared She's to, unhinged compared to the first time. To, like
1: she was more put together in the first season, and especially because in the latter half of the first season, she didn't get as much focus. It became more about Diamondback, uh-huh. and this it's more about her and her slow unravel throughout the season. Yeah, and uh.
0: I enjoyed, like, I felt like they did a very strong building of Harlem in season two of Luke Cage compared to, like, the first season. Like, you saw more or less what Harlem represented to Luke Cage and what Luke Cage represented to Harlem even though at the same time black people were fickle as hell because <laughs> the moment he got knocked out everybody's like yeah Luke Cage we on your side at one moment he got knocked out fuck you Luke Cage even that little girl Word. at one episode he he's like ass you ass got your ass. ass you can't do shit <laughs> I was like, but Yo. is that real life though? it is it's definitely real that's life that's real <laughs> it's definitely real life we love to see you rise what we love what we love more than to see you rise is to see your down your downfall. yeah it's fucked up but which it's is, true. is very fucked up.
1: <laughs> <coughs> Black people can't have nothing. Can't have
0: nothing. But yeah, I, I I think the 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 writing team in in this season was a lot better. I don't know if it's the same writing team. I know it's the same showrunner, but I don't know if it's the same set of writers. Mm. But I, I enjoy. I, I would say out of all the Netflix shows, season two of Luke Cage, I think I like the best. And even Danny Rand, like what they did with Danny Rand. Yes, I, I actually like Danny Rand. In, in, in this a like, lot I, I, I'm, I'm ashamed to say this but he kind of made me a little moist in that one episode
1: ew <laughs> okay, I can't co-sign that yeah, but. You, you can
0: you can co-sign that <laughs> so just like just like with your thing if you cry that means it's a perfect vision if ew I
1: can, if I get moist <laughs> so it's all it's all maybe
0: not perfect vision but if I get moist that means you're onto something so it's all in some form some kind of
1: wetness <laughs> some, yeah some
0: form of wetness oh <laughs> <Ew.
1: laughs> sploosh i, I would vision that episode he shows up in though
0: yeah i would too
1: yeah that was a great episode
0: and, and it made me go i i want more like i want more of the heroes for hire and it's
1: literally what i think all these fucking Netflix um, and, and it doesn't shows seem, should seem be like they're like.
0: gonna do i feel like they're gonna do another season three of luke cage as opposed to doing heroes for hire which That's, is like
1: why yeah for real why but especially because like when he just shows up in that episode he shows up in. Like, he literally just shows... He just walks into the episode like, hey, guys, what's up? I was like, what? Danny Rand? What the (laughs) fuck? Like, that's how all... But it makes
0: sense, though, because the episode before, they went in his his building.
1: Yeah, but but I mean, like... I feel like all Netflix shows should be that like, connected, and there should be multiple episodes with multiple Netflix characters like that well, they for every. Kind of
0: are, because Foggy is the the, the go between. Like he was in Jessica Jones, and then he but showed. But he up. was
1: only Jessica Jones. So you didn't finish Jessica Jones. He was in there for literally one scene of one episode, and this they actually used him more, which is like, again like what they should be doing. Like the, these characters all live in the same damn city. Like, they not should... just the
0: same city, but they live within blocks of each other. Like
1: Harlem and exactly. Hell's Kitchen are not that far. Yeah. So they should be showing up at each other's shows all the time, but they just don't for some reason. And it's like, why? Ha- if, if you don't connect to the fucking MCU, why have a connected TV universe if you're not going to connect these characters? Like, th- what are they doing? Like, I get Daredevil not showing up because he's technically Day, dead. Yeah. yeah. Fucking
0: stupid.
1: <laughs> Not since Superman is the most <laughs> stupid death in a fucking car, like a comic book. Anything.
0: I mean, even though they show, I mean, he's they, he's dead to them. To us, we know he's alive because they showed
1: him in the in the bed. I mean, just like the fucking pebbles moving in well, yeah. BBS. Same shit. It's like we still, know he's he alive. He was
0: still in the coffin though. <laughs>
1: Whatever. We knew we knew he was alive. Just like fucking Daredevil. It's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Why do it? <laughs>
0: yeah. But uh, I was kind of sad to see uh Claire go because again, I think she's the best actor. Was there a reason they wrote her out because well, she left for the whole season after she, they had that fight yeah i don't I don't know hmm. I don't know maybe it's because eventually we know in the comics Jessica Jones and Luke Cage gets together so maybe they're trying to slowly pepper that in which but then it makes me go how is that working because she has her own show so they can't keep them together permanently I don't know I don't know, but overall, I enjoyed the show uh Tilda, t- Tilda Johnson, I, li- I like her.
1: Is that Nightshade? Nightshade, The daughter of... Yeah. Uh,
0: okay. But that's uh, not... They added that in the show. She's not... In the
1: comic, she's not her daughter? No. Black Mariah?
0: Okay. No. But yeah, I, I really I really like what they did with her. And yeah, overall... I yeah, give, she got
1: progressively better as the season went on. Yeah. Overall, I give this uh, season a more than passable. I agree. I think I had given it a low, more than passable. when so I talked about it, but by the end of the season, yeah, I just saw it more than passable. I agree, and I definitely because I, I remember I said originally when they showed Misty Knight's arm,
0: I didn't like the way it looked in those in those photos, but seeing it in action, I was like, all right, I'm coming around.
1: Yeah, I really like their their dynamic. I wish together. I kind
0: of wish they went more with the arm. I mean, they kind of teased it a little bit when she punched uh, the wall, and they showed it like bent
1: that steel and it had super strength. Well, she punched that. She didn't use it that much. Like when she did use the when she punched that one guy and went flying across the room, uh-huh. yeah. So I, it, so I wish I wish they were more into that, like yeah. her super strength arm. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, psychic things are so bad." She's like, "What? Maybe you're the psychic." <laughs> He's like, "It's my show." Yeah, it's my show. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, we're from in the same boat for a rating. Uh, you want to get into some spoilers? Anything? Dokie, spoiler- yeah. Okay, bro. Tell me how you felt. About the direction for Shade's character. Now we can finally talk about it. See, I don't have a problem with it. I thought I had a problem yeah, with it. Yes, you
0: did. It was so weird. I was so it uncomfortable. It was weird. Was, it was too. Now, now you got, It's too black. Now it's too. <laughs> it's, too gay. it's too gay. It's too gay, guys. But it's weird that some people said that like, they didn't. They're going into butt sex now. I I'm uncomfortable. I can't do it. Well, some people didn't. Get it?
1: Like it went over. Yeah, I told you heads. my brother. that yeah. he
0: didn't. I had to explain to him. what how, he was like, "Oh yeah, I like shades or whatever." And I was like, "Oh, shades and his boyfriend." He was like, "Boyfriend? What are you talking about?" I was like, "That whole episode where they were talking about being." He was like, "Oh, that's what that was." I gotta believe that he was like, he's so
1: straight that he's <laughs> he's, just like, he's like tuned out. Like, no, I, I don't know what you're talking about, guys. You guys are just best so friends. Are you
0: not that straight?
1: I guess not, because <laughs> I I was I was like, oh my god, they're really gonna go into this. Oh my, because he turned around, and was like. Nah, man, it wasn't just prison. Cause I thought we were gonna end it there. Like it was prison, man. that was on the inside. We're on the outside now. It's different. It and he's like, Nah, man. I felt that way about you before that, and you did too. I'm like, Oh my god, <laughs> they're really. But see, the whole time, Black Miranda's like making fun of. Like I thought there was like a bantery kind of teasing she was doing. Like, oh, it's a joke. No, she knew. She fucking knew. But like that seemed like it came out of nowhere for shades. Like I didn't. That was not anywhere in season one. That wasn't any kind of like character development thing for his character, really. It just came out of left field. And it really just threw like a monkey wrench into his like cold... Yeah, but also why does it
0: happen? I mean, every season they talk that different things come up for a character. So just because they they didn't talk about it in season one doesn't mean it wasn't
1: there. That seems like a big plot point. It does not
0: come up at all. (laughs) Because I mean, we didn't see... I don't remember. Did we see... I don't think he was in that. I was going to say, we didn't see him. We didn't see Comanche in season one, really.
1: But I guess he got out of prison. That's the whole so, thing. yeah,
0: right? so then why 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 would they talk about it yeah. if we if the character wasn't there?
1: But they already he already has the weird thing of him Oh man, that's how fucked up the weird thing. But the thing of him
0: it's too gay, it's yeah, too gay. But him
1: fucking uh, like a woman 40 years 40 years older than him. And I love the moment where the dude's like, I "Man, older woman needs orgasms too." Man, that pussy must be ridiculous. <laughs> because he shoots that dude for talking shit about Black Mariah, which I was like, "I get it cuz she was getting racist." But it was like his man was like, yo, that pussy must be ridiculous, son, you wild <laughs> But I mean just like he already had weird character quirks and just added more on top of that, and then it had that be a division, but point, I also
0: think it added more to his character and then it it, it made more sense into why there was a div- why there ended up being a division between Black Mariah. I hate saying that.
1: Between Mariah and Shades. You sounded like Black Mariah where she's like, Black Mariah. But I love that moment at toward the end of the season where she does this like, talk about why she hates the name Black Mariah.
2: Black Mariah.
1: And you said she was cartoony, but I thought she did a good job of characterizing somebody <coughs> who had a plan, at one point, was in complete control, and even in this season, she was trying to get out the, get out of the life the entire season, but it kept pulling her back in. Pulling, like, every mo- move she made, brought her deeper into the gangster life and she just wasn't she just wasn't capable of handling that type of lifestyle and even Shades warned her multiple times that she wasn't and how to get out but she just wouldn't listen to him because she's the type of person that thought she had it all under control just the type of personality she is mm-hmm. so to see when she doesn't have control what happens to her and you see she becomes unhinged and it's because <coughs> what was T te- and that's why this feels like more of what should have been the back half of season one Instead of the Diamondback bullshit, you see that that unhinged part of her personality comes from the deep trauma of her being molested and never actually fully dealing with it. Like that that became baked into her her psyche. Yeah, generational trauma. Yeah.
0: That that scene. That's, but drop the mic on that, that scene. That, yeah, that scene. I was like, if she doesn't get an Emmy, yo, or an Emmy
1: nomination or something. Her talking to her daughter. Her talking to her daughter. Revealing to her that. Oh my god. And I was with her for so much in that conversation until she was like. And I don't love you. Yeah, every I
0: time. Never to. Yeah, every time I look at you, I see Pete.
1: Yeah, I was like, God, and it's just. And then Nightshade starts crying. She's like, "You're a monster." And then she basically just she like,
0: just walks away.
1: She like flips her hair and just walks <laughs> up. I'm like, God damn, that Mariah. Yeah, Ryan. <laughs> that scene was that scene was awesome. You say she's cartoony, but I thought she did a fucking phenomenal job of characterizing that that type of personality. Like even like when. Uh, they were in the uh, Danny Rand's, like, hideout or whatever. Like, and Luke Cage is like, why should I help? I should let fucking Bushmaster take her right now. Like, all she does is destroy lives. And even then, she's still a bitch. She's still like, like, what would you do? What would you do in my position? She was like, I'll let you die. <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck about you, Luke Cage. If it was flipped, I wouldn't hesitate. I would give your ass to the wolves. Basically, is what she says. And he's like, you lucky I'm a good person, you bitch. <laughs> I mean, she kind of said, like, of
0: course you're going to help me. You're, you're the one man that I can count on. What's she calling my, my chocolate something? My
1: cho- yeah, my chocolate something. My chocolate hero, my yeah. chocolate something. I'm just like, damn, girl. <laughs> but, but I loved how her relationship with Nightshade paralleled with Luke Cage's relationship with his father. And you could see as their relationship mended, Nightshade and um, Mariah's relationship fell apart. Cause it started off a kind of a thing like I'm taking it under my wing. I'm gonna like show you what life is like as a what's what's the name their family name? Stokes. A Stoke. Yeah. Um, and then it just completely fell apart. But then you slowly see over the course of the series, uh, course of the season. But it wasn't genuine
0: though. The real, re- the only reason she did that was because she wanted to get more political, uh, f- political uh, traction.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then you see the the genuine bond forming between Luke Cage and his father. And then you were right, you were right. Claire was right. There's a lot of times where I'm like, "Yo, yeah, Luke, you being hard-headed as hell." Like this, is, and then because at first you feel like the father is kind of an asshole, just under like the guise of like the good preacher man. But then you realize that he he's flawed, but he's still a good man, and you kind of sympathize with him, especially when they have their little heartfelt conversations back and forth. Uh-huh. And I really like that actor. I don't remember his name. I think it's Reg
0: Cathy. And he died. Yeah, he died like right after the mo- right after they were done filming. That's
1: tragic. So we, I didn't even know that until the, the the season ended, and it was like in dedication too. I'm like, I found oh. out half ha- found out
0: halfway through the season.
1: Oh yeah, because it was powerful <laughs> when the sh- when the season ended with him, um, his like voiceover telling Luke Cage like you know, oh, what was it like a uh, the choice between a good man and a and a ma- bad man, something like that.
0: I it was deeper than that. Because in I some like, ways. Mariah ended up winning in the end even though she died spoiler
1: we said we're talking spoilers yeah 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 by by the hand of her daughter by by the kiss really yeah Nightshade kisses her while she's in prison and that didn't
0: surprise me as soon as she kissed her I was like she poisoned her
1: oh you knew that yeah I was like that's awkward
0: (laughs) I was like she poisoned as soon as she did it I was like oh shit she poisoned her all that voodoo shit Mr. Prediction Head (laughs) and it turned out to be true yeah and she's like that bitch <laughs> and she had more or less she ended up winning cause she's like it's gonna corrupt him
1: and, and it kind of remi- she gives Luke the club
0: she, yeah and it kinda of reminds me a little bit of Shadowland
1: of the it is like
0: Shadowland that's what where, I was thinking where Daredevil takes takes control of uh, the, the criminal underworld after but better he defeats, than Shadowland. after he defeats Kingpin
1: but better than Shadowland cause in Shadowland they retcon him kinda of going dark with oh he was possessed by a demon from the hand I'm like that's fucking stupid but in this it's legit like and she even predicts it. He's like, she's like, well, he's gonna think that by taking control of like this, the the central hub of the crime in, in Harlem, it's gonna give him a position to be able to control crime. But it's like one conceit after the next. Yeah, so bas- s- basically, when, when, after Luke Cage ended, I was like,
0: oh, they're doing Angel Season 5. <laughs> well, he took over from my heart. Uh,
1: here we go. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's actually a pretty good comparison. I was like. Well, how about you think of the more apt comparison of The Godfather? No, it was Angel Season 5. They literally did The Godfather scene. <laughs> I didn't scene. see The
0: Godfather. You didn't see the first Godfather? I didn't see any of The Godfather movies.
1: Okay, well, the scene where... Angel season five. <laughs> <laughs> He's an angel season five. <laughs> the, the, the moment where Misty Knight like leaves the room and the doors close on him, on Luke Cage and the other guy kind of talking business, that's a scene right out of the end of Godfather where the, the wife realizes that the, the guy, the main character of Godfather, who was like the most pure-hearted person in the... He was the protagonist. So he was the most pure-hearted person in the story. Him taking control of the the family is slowly corrupting him. And that's when the doors close and you kind of like get that same kind of vibe. I mean, there was a
0: moment between Misty and him and he's like, if you, if you let this go to your head, I'm going to be the one to stop you. He's like, I hope so. It's like,
1: oh, is she going to be Batman?
0: <laughs> I but, need contingency yeah. plans to take out Luke Cage.
1: Yeah, so I don't know why they wouldn't go for a Heroes for Hire type of deal. Because now they have like a headquarters. They have literally that club.
0: Well, it, the Pops Diner or Pops Barbershop was technically the Heroes for Hire headquarters.
1: That kind of broke my heart when he got kicked out. Where dude, man was like, and he was kind of like annoying the entire. I, season, I didn't like but. him at all, but I
0: was, but I was also like, this whole time, I'm like, how the fuck are they paying the rent for this place? A, it's in Harlem. Harlem's no one's expensive. Doing hair. There's nobody doing. Hair. Like, how are they? How are they keeping this place? Oh, it's for Pop's memory, but no, no money is coming into this place, and clearly Luke Cage doesn't have money. So I'm like, how the fuck are they keeping oh, this place open? The annoying
1: guy was paying for it with the super, with the. I'm super sure he he could have been inside. making that much money he was making bank he was always hustling that shit hustling videos Yeah, but hustling. I feel like he could have been making that much to be paying Harlem rent I don't know <laughs> I don't know they made this whole thing about all oh, they're increasing the rent but yeah but yeah it was a strong season and I, I really enjoyed Bushmaster it, it felt like I guess they're gonna do something more with him in the next season but the way his story ended it just felt kind of anticlimactic like he takes he ODs on super voodoo drugs that's the thing like his powers came from like basically a steroid so every time he used that steroid, he was dying. So like it was like a he had like a shelf life on how much he actually fight Luke Cage even. So that kind of like weakened his strength and his ability as a villain. But the final battle, I didn't expect that to be the last fight. I was like, okay, so how is he gonna fight him one more time? Oh, he's not. He's just gonna leave. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like there should have been more with that, but I guess for saving him for next season since he didn't die. I just want heroes for hire because
0: I mean I get like the way they set up the the ending of this season like there's a lot of places that they can go for season three, but it's like I don't see heroes for hire fitting into that. No, I mean, are they even planning on doing another defenders series? Or? As far as I know, they're saying they're not doing another defenders. See, that's whack. That is whack, but it's still like more so more not not so much Daredevil but there's so much overlap between Jessica Jones Luke Cage and Iron Fist it makes no sense for not to put them together at some point yeah and then just introduce new like you don't always have to do another season of Jessica Jones like do two seasons of Jessica Jones and then maybe introduce another female character if you want to have a female superhero female led superhero it doesn't always have to be Jessica Jones you can introduce I don't know, Blade's Daughter. Do a Blade, Blade Blade's Daughter TV series. Agreed. And put, and put Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. Because because Luke Cage and, and Iron Fist are partners. Jessica Jones and Luke Cage are married and they have kids. Hmm. Misty Knight and Iron Fist are, are, were engaged at one point. Like, all these characters are connected. And, and then you also got the Daughters of the Dragon with Colleen Wing and uh, Misty Knight. Hmm. So it's like, all these characters are connected. It makes no sense to keep them apart for so long. Yeah. Two seasons, good after that bring them together and just have a full Heroes for Hire show with Misty Knight Colleen Wing Danny Rand yada 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 granted that might be a little too many characters but it's a TV show you
1: got I don't think so though because then you just break off into side stories with each of the characters yeah that's what I'm saying it's a TV
0: show you could just pepper in like one episode to focus on Daughters of the Dragon and another episode to focus on Luke Cage and whatever yeah so do it
1: um and yeah I can't talk enough about Iron Fist being fucking awesome just the fact that he... Season 5 of Angel. <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah, alright, let's move on. Let's but yeah, he was, he
0: was good. Iron Fist? He, and I was like, why is it that he could use his fist more in this one episode that he could in pretty much all of his first season? Because and then other all than that, why have that character? The, and then all of the Defenders.
1: <laughs> but it's like, of course. He's Iron Fist. You want that to be his thing. But I'm just saying,
0: this one episode, he's using his fist more than an entire season of... <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, in his writing, he was chill. He was likable. He wasn't fucking, like, um, he was so angsty and, like, petulant and whining the other seasons. Like, at least here, he's. I mean,
0: they kind of mentioned it when it was like, you, you seem, seem different. different yeah,
1: Like, I am different. But why, though? What happened? Because
0: I got different writers, bitch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the excuse? He was like, I'm at peace or he's calm or whatever. He has some kind of character development off screen that we don't know about he's been fucking Davos that's what it is <laughs> nah Daredevil whipped his ass and he put some calm in him <laughs> yeah,
0: he's, been, uh, he's been fucking Davos cause I have no doubt in my mind that they're fucking oh my god <laughs> all that you left me you left me Danny I love you oh my god it's, it's, it's shades parallels all over again
1: <laughs> you know what before I probably would've been like hell no but after that shades reveal <laughs> Hey man. Anything's possible. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. Finn Jones, he he is, he, he 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 makes he my he makes my gay go off. But he
1: was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, but that's just game of, that doesn't mean he's gay in real life. No, but he plays a good gay guy in Game of Thrones, so and a good low key gay guy.
0: He makes my gay go
1: off. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> Michael's reviews. He makes is my gay go off. Yep. Alright, let's move on. Let's talk about Had a little moist. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, Let's let's talk about cloak and dagger. Trip, trip, trip. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, This episode was called Funhouse Mirror.
2: The present is daunting. We never step in the same river twice. You think some kind of disaster is coming? I do. You always talk about a point of no return. There's always a point of no return, darling. It's called
1: The End. Um, I think this is probably the weakest episode of Cloak and Dagger for me so far. They're being progressively more like, bleh, it's me. it's meh. No, I think last week was
0: weaker than this week. Really? Yeah, I, I think I like this episode more than last week. The, the ending
1: I thought was stronger? But the overall episode, where because all we're doing this episode is following the entire episode is being threaded with um, uh, is it, Tyrone's girlfriend's mom, who's like the voodoo chick, finally peppering that. Yeah, because I because
0: like, I, f- I was gonna say I think this episode is now like we're now getting into more of the the whole the mythology the mythology the of one will die and he has this power in him
1: like. But it feels so random compared to, because until now, I mean, until this episode, things have been kind of scientific, but now it's like, no, there's all this spiritualism behind but it. But I mean, it's but, like, they what, got, but I from? don't
0: think it's random, because they went into that when they did the vision quest, where they first introduced his, her uh, her aunt, I
1: think it's her aunt, not her mother, where well, uh, she read him before. But it wasn't really a vision quest, that was just like, I thought that was just triggering his power. That they already established that they can go into each other's minds, each other's thoughts, kind of. Yeah,
0: but it was a vision quest. He went on a vision quest in her mind, but she did it but too. He, yeah, but he couldn't do it. She did it on her own. He couldn't. He he could only do it with help. He had to bathe in like them herbs and shit. The herbs and shit. Yeah, and sit in the tub. Like <laughs> yes. he he needed help to do it, where okay. she was able to do it on her own. Well, it's a very it's very like on its and that's, own, and that's, and that's a theme that there, it's like she's she's way more capable than he is. Like mm. she's able to control her powers and everything, and she's doing shit. Makes sense though. She's power doing yeah, she's doing shit on her own. Whereas him, it seems like he always needs some type of help. But he's not as capable as she is. Whereas like now, she has full control over her powers. Where he still doesn't really have that much control.
1: Mm-hmm. But I think it's because the the manifestation of their powers are different. His is from like tragedy. Hers is from like hope and light. You know what I mean? So it's it's like uh, I think his is more. Uh, but he story. also has a more
0: tragic backstory. You would think at some point... Granted, I know at some well, exactly. point... I know at some point he's going to gain full control over it, but I feel like he should have
1: more control now. Well, I think he has more to come to terms with than she does. You know what I mean? That's true. The tragedy in his backstory, I think, kind of fuels that. But the, the voodoo stuff is like very much in like a But bubble. you would
0: think... That should be a monster. If I had the power to teleport, I would be sitting in a room trying somewhere out, right? trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah,
1: word. <we're laughs> Not
0: waiting until I'm fucking shot at the, to teleport. Word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you might want to figure that shit out first, bro. But I mean, the whole episode is basically you follow, again, they're separated. So Tandy's going, trying to trying to get to Roxanne's top brass through that um, Hess woman who is the daughter of the guy who was like planning that... Whatever. Like the head engineer or whatever. The head engineer or whatever. But uh, that to me was like a boring side story because all you do is kind of follow her and that girl will talk about science and talk about, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was more
0: interested in what was happening with Tyrone.
1: Yeah, the Tyrone storyline was more interesting, but, like, a lot of that didn't really get amped up until the very end. I mean, I don't know. The, well, I mean, you saw more with the cop. Which cop? The uh, the, the, the,
0: the corrupt, corrupt cop, cop and, and his relationship with Yeah, there with were three the, stories. The third was, story
1: was the police officer, the, the woman that we've been following... Um, slowly getting to a place where she's figuring out, like, exactly that he's behind all this stuff. Um, so they're shaking down people that are, are connected to him. And then there's even moments where he's like, yeah, I mean, maybe the reason, all you can't find the head drug dealer or whatever, or arms dealer, is because he's just, like, like working through <coughs> um, proxies and stuff. That's what I would do. And she's like, "Word, as that's, that's what you would do? <laughs> um... I don't know, like, until the very end where it comes to a head with... uh,
0: And apparently now the cop knows that this guy, that Tyrone, has powers because he saw him teleport three times. I mean, he already knew that he had powers, but now he knows that he's... Well, no, now he knows knows because before, he teleported away, but he didn't actually see it. He was Mm. just like, where the fuck
1: he go? Now he actually saw him teleport away. Three times. (laughs) Three times, yeah. Yeah. But um, Tyrone's trying to get to... The corrupt cop by going through the gang that his brother was affiliated with, mm-hmm. and his his uh, brother's friend, he tries to bring onto his side, help him testify, like make him testify, yada yada. But he ends up being killed by that same corrupt cop. Who, and I mean, he
0: even said, like, if I try to come forward with what I know, I'm gonna get killed. Yeah, and pretty much. Granted, he didn't try to come forward. Exactly. But he that still, was, you should try, bitch. he started <laughs> up dying anyway.
1: And, and I looked only away. Be, only why did he
0: get shot? Because the cop, the corrupt cop with the scar. He wanted he wanted the uh, the drug dealer guy whose name I don't remember, so I I hate calling him the drug dealer guy. He's black.
1: <laughs> He's still a drug dealer guy. That's his, that's his purpose in the show.
0: He wanted him to kill the 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 girl cop. He was like, "I'm gonna give you this gun, and I want you to shoot her." Oh! But she ended up shooting him first. Oh, she shot him. She shot because he had the gun. He had it pointed at her, so oh. she shot. But that's not what he wanted. He wanted he wanted. And granted. It might have been a scheme where that's that he wanted her to get shot or he wanted him to get shot, but the way he the way he uh, said it, is he wanted the, the drug dealer guy to shoot the cop. No, that makes sense. To get, he, to get her out the way, she's getting too close. She's getting too close. Yeah, and then Tyrone saw it. And, no,
1: yeah,
0: and started chasing after, her. Mm-hmm. and he tried to warn her before because he he called her on the cell phone. She didn't answer. She looked at the phone, saw it was him, and put the phone down. And that's when she decided to go in.
1: Wait, who Tyrone? Yeah, Tyrone.
0: Oh. Tra- Tyrone called the female cop to try to warn her because he was listening to the conversation.
1: Mm.
0: But she had, she ignored the phone call and then just decided to go go inside. And that's when he pointed the gun at
1: her and she, no. she shot him. I literally looked away for like ten seconds. I was like, wait, what? Who shot who? What happened? <laughs> what the? hell And then even though in Tandy's story, like the the chick that she's lying to to get to the father that worked for that comp for Roxanne. She right away knows that like oh wait you're that girl like I, th- you were lying for no reason because like you're a shitty liar anyway yeah and if you told me the truth I would have helped you so she's like oh shit well maybe I shouldn't have been lying yeah <laughs> it sounds like you're that's like, a big waste well, she's of time like, lying is all I'm 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 used to yeah it's, I, it's, I I from but the I mean it was
0: interesting from, when she went into the uh, the father's mind and there was this door that she couldn't touch kind of reminiscent of Because he's brain dead well almost reminiscent of how she couldn't touch uh she can't touch Tyrone. Mm. It seemed like the same energy
1: mm. when she tried to open that door, and he was at the apex of the explosion. That's why he's like catatonic, right? Yeah. So maybe he does have that kind, some kind of energy, or some, kind, some some form of it,
0: some form, because she was able to touch him to be able to go into his mind. Yeah. So some uh, something, but I also noticed so maybe
1: he's not really catatonic. Maybe like it's there's gonna be a way to save maybe. Him or something.
0: But I also noticed that. Uh, when uh, Tandy and Tyrone came together and she tried to touch him when he was crying. Yeah. Like... At the end. At the end. There was... He had way more dark energy around him, I guess, because of his emotional state. Yeah. Because before, like, she couldn't even get, like... Close to him. At all. Like, before, they were able to stand, like, eye to eye where... The moment that they actually try to touch, that's when they get blown apart. But she couldn't even get close to him to even yeah. touch him. So I think it's more of his... Emo- like I guess the worse his emotional state is, the the more of a dark Darkness. barrier there is around I mean, the him. Same for,
1: I think that both of your powers are tied to emotion, so that makes sense.
0: I thought that was interesting, the fact that she couldn't even get close to him.
1: I, I did like that one moment where he weaponized his um, nightmare ability for the first time against that thug that tried to rob him. uh uh-huh. hmm and, like, when he touched him, he didn't let the... He, the dude... I don't know what fear that guy Yeah, I don't had. know what that
0: was. He saw, like, Dementors from Harry Potter. Yeah, like a Dementor!
1: <laughs> <laughs> and instead of letting him run, like Tandy and them were doing, like, he closed... He kept the door closed, and he couldn't get through it, and it just freaked him the fuck out. No, that was interesting. Kind of gives you an idea of how he's going to use his powers to fight people later on, I guess. Um, I don't know. I just feel like... They need to get more... Did it, did it speed this up and get into the superhero-ness of it all just a little bit faster. Like, I like the the character building they're doing. Well, I'm assuming,
0: based on what we've seen, there's not gonna be a superhero element of the show because they're the only ones we know of with powers. Oh, that's
1: whack. <laughs> that's whack. I, like, because the first, like, four or
0: so episodes were like, I think it's just basically just them trying to figure out and yeah, I feel like maybe season two they'll get into more characters with superpowers. I feel like in this season,
1: it's, it's all just more about, about the mystery of Roxanne. Yeah, the mystery of Roxanne. And however the powers are tied in this yeah. weird mythology thing that this voodoo chick is talking about. Mm-hmm. One will live and one will die. That's like the hook. That's like the save the cheerleader, save the world type of thing. Basically. <laughs> but I don't know. I just. Like,
0: I don't think there's going to be a, a. The season finale is going to end with them fighting some type of villain with. God powers or whatever. I mean, maybe
1: not, but I, mean, I don't even mean that. Like, I don't even need to have them fight a villain. Just like, I don't know. I don't have really a suggestion of how to make it work, but just, I don't know, it felt like this was too much drama, not enough superheroism. You know what I mean? Like I said, I perked it at the end, but like the rest of the episode was kind of like, meh. But the first four episodes were kind of thrilling, even when they weren't dealing directly with superhero stuff. Just so like, in the things that they were going into, I found more interesting. This, like, them doing, like, uh, Tandy and that Hess chick going to the swamp and moving a fucking pipeline 10 meters one way or 10 meters the other. I don't give a fuck about that. (laughs) Like, I was like, I'm bored. I am bored. (laughs) Like, Tyrone just, like, uh, going back and forth between, like, telling the guy, like, I want to work with you. No, you don't. But I do. Get out of here. No, you don't. Like, it took a whole episode for me to get to the part where it was, exciting. I,
0: I find myself interested in that. But yeah, I will say, considering that this is a superhero show with two people with powers, they're not really. I feel like they're not going into that as much. It's more just about they're dealing with stuff that you don't need. The things that they're dealing with, they don't, don't need, need powers. powers for.
1: Like fucking Tandy used her power in this episode. This is the Papa guy's title. Yeah, the pop. Yeah, cause she got cause she didn't like the way he was acting. Yeah, he called like chick a bitch great. (laughs) I was like, that's it? (laughs) Yeah, petty powers. (laughs) The
0: power of pettiness. Or like, uh, Tyrone uses power to escape being shot at. Which, I mean, that's... I mean, I like that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, But it's like,
1: I mean, that's fine. I I like the ending, so I was fine with that. I'm just talking about like the rest of the episode. I was just like, uh, come on, get something. So I mean, I
0: get it from that. I get what you're saying from that aspect of it. Like for this for this to be a show about kids with powers, you're not giving me a really you're not really giving me a reason for them to have these powers in the show. Like it's all the things that you're showing me, they could go, they could do without powers. Like what is what is the powers? What is their powers giving them that they couldn't do without that with without it?
1: Yeah, and not even just that, but also just like what they're doing this episode. To me, wasn't that interesting. I mean, but it filled a whole hour episode. So that's it felt like it was dragging. So for, to give it like a comparison, like I don't feel like Runaways ever had an episode where I felt bored by what they were doing in it. That felt tight enough the entire season that every episode I was like, Oh, new th- new information is being given. New things are being revealed. New powers are being discovered. You know what I mean? There's always something. This episode is kind of like, me. So I, I give this a passable. Like nothing crazy, maybe a low passable, but nothing, nothing crazy. Would you give it? You're trash. Oh, ow! Oh, oh,
0: ow! Okay, damn. <laughs> no, I will give it a high passable.
1: Okay, yeah, maybe I'm being too hard. Maybe passable straight up. I didn't, I didn't really hate it. Didn't love it. And there were some cool things in it. Just for an hour episode, I'm just like, what is? Get to something cool. <laughs> get to something. Like I said, I, I like, I like the mystery
0: that's being set up.
1: Yeah, I'm still interested in seeing where it's going. And I like and I
0: like the characters so far. Yeah, the characters are the strongest part of the show, I think.
1: All right, but yeah, let's move on. But, yeah, but
0: I, I will say, because I said every episode, I get a download I, I Shazam some type of music from this. Sh- I didn't Shazam anything from this episode. Yeah, it's another thing, like, <laughs> there was no real like strong musical segments. Yeah, I mean, I really, I didn't Shazam anything from this episode. That's what I'm
1: saying. Like this episode felt just a little bit weaker than the others this this this, this go around. But yeah, let's move on. Let's get into some comics this week. Uh, let's see a bumper bumper. Comic books with comic geek, gay, black. Fuck. What? <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> uh, he's black, he's gay, and we're talking about comics today. Comic geek, black, gay. Comic geek corner.
0: No, I don't like any. Of, oh. I don't like any
1: of that. <laughs> Try again.
0: <laughs> oh. you have failed this podcast.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Comic Geek Corner with Black Gay Comic Geek. Da da da. Da da da. And we're talking comics this <laughs> week, guys. We're, we're, I tried, okay?
0: You, you, you're terrible.
1: <laughs> I run out of tunes.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> um, oh, you're going to try. You're going to well, try. One Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> we're talking about comics today with Comic Geek. Black and gay. <laughs> no, it's <Nah>. not good. <laughs> Alright, fuck it. <laughs> comic books, let's talk about them. <laughs> let's start with uh, Dark Knight's Metal. I'm going to let you take it since you're the comic book comic geek. Uh,
0: that's the comics corner. Yeah,
1: why don't you do a rap? That's all you rap all the time. Fuck, man. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> You me. You're me.
0: But mine was still better. <laughs> you didn't say anything. You said It's the comics corner.
1: That's it. That's it. Alright, fuck you. <laughs> uh,
0: so. What? what you said? What was that? I think you hit the Oh, it's I was like, it's what the like, hell? Like,
1: yeah, that's Something here.
0: But yeah, uh Dark Knight's Metal.
1: Dark Knight's Metal! Dow dun 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 blood, me and Matt, you better give us a five star review for this. <laughs> Damn it!
0: <laughs> but yeah, I guess I should pull up a synopsis. Oh. I don't know. I, I don't know. I was gonna be the taking over the. You
1: didn't think a comic, <laughs> a man named Black Gay Comic Geek. You didn't think you're gonna talk about this comics. Is blurred Vision Podcast. <laughs> Why are you even here? <laughs> Black gay comic geek. Um. Oh,
0: I'm talking about comics. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I didn't know. I was taking the lead. Okay. We didn't discuss this beforehand. <laughs> I thought it was obvious. But anyway, so let me read the synopsis for uh, Dark Knight's Metal. Basically, I'm not reading all of this. This is too long, so I'll just sum it up. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he looked
1: up a synopsis and was like, I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: but it. it's, it's like to t- They give you the whole fucking storyline. This right. isn't a synopsis. Oh, is this is
1: a breakdown. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, like, I <laughs> review is we're gonna read Wikipedia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, basically the synopsis for uh, Dark Knight's Metal is uh, even going back to uh, the uh, Justice League. Uh, what's the name of that fucking comic book? Dark Side War. Mm. They uh, they they pepper in some of what's going on with Dark Knight's Metal, and uh, essentially what happened was. When Batman went back to the past, way back to uh, around Final Crisis, when yeah. he got hit with the Omega Beams yeah,
2: the, the from Darkseid, and, he, and
0: <laughs> for whatever reason, when Darkseid hits you with the Omega Beams, they kill you, but when they hit Batman, it didn't kill you, kill him for some reason, it sent him to the past. Plot, because plot. Yeah, because plot. We'll, yeah. get, we'll get, But we'll get into that later. Yeah. So... When he went to the past and was fighting his way back to the present, there was this creature named Barbatos. What is that? What is that? Barbatos. You know that does
1: <laughs> Bar-ba-to- Barbados. Barba. I pronounce it Barbados. Wait, isn't Barbados an island? Barbados is an island. <laughs> mm, never mind.
0: <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> too much Caribbean. You you watching too much Luke Cage? Apparently. But yeah, bar. Now I can't. Now I want to say Barbados. well <laughs> but, yeah, but anyway, this this evil creature named Barbatos started watching Batman and he was plotting to cuz he's he's been uh sent to another dimension more or less by Carter Hall aka Hawkman mm. and being sent with Bruce Wayne being sent to the past it more or less awakened him and allowed him to figure out a way to get into our world and again it reminded me of when Buffy got brought back from the dead in season 6 and because of that it did this whole little finagling with the Slayer line and that's what allowed the first evil to attack in season seven. That's essentially what this reminded me of. Him being sent to the past kind of fucked up the whole Batman timeline more or less, which allows him to uh, pepper in uh, plots and and, and stuff like that to be able to make his way to the 6... Not 616. This isn't Marvel. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) The 52? Yeah, the Earth Prime universe. So... (laughs) Dark Knights Metal. It starts with uh, the first issue. Starts with the Forge. Dark Knights Metal. The Forge. Oh,
1: so you read every fucking spinoff. I, d- so. I didn't read all of them, but the, <laughs>
0: but the Forge more or less starts it off, and it and it it, it starts with uh, Carter Hall, basically uh, showing his uh, how he came into contact with the Nth, the Nth Metal, which is what he uses for like his mace and his armor and all this other stuff, yeah. and how it came to came to be, and uh, it was with uh Showing and also showing how he became how him and Hawkgirl became immortal.
1: Okay. And so that's what uh, Dark, I didn't read any of that. So this is all information for me.
0: Yeah. So that's what Dark Knights, uh, the Forge was about, and it was and uh, also the casting. It was more about uh, them trying to figure out because Batman is going around, uh, basically trying to you know do research on these on these metals. Yeah. And it's turning out the what 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 Dark Knights metal did is basically they they. They peppered in like any any metahuman that has powers. Well, that's what a metahuman. All metahumans have yeah, powers. Wait, well, yeah, but all the metahumans. The reason they have powers isn't necessarily because you know, like with the Flash, the reason he got his powers because those chemicals attacked him during a lightning storm. Yeah. But the reason that it the, those chemicals didn't kill him is because oh, he has he some type chosen. Well, not even just that, but he has some type of metal in him. Well, so,
1: wait, really? They connected the it, Flash to it too? Yeah,
0: yeah. So basically the uh they, they the way they explain it is the the term metahuman came from the fact that when a child is born uh they're able to find a certain signature in 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 that child and uh, the way they describe it is they say META which came which eventually became metahuman but the META was supposed to be which was supposed to stand for metal that child has metal in them so they have the potential to be a meta-human, That doesn't necessarily mean they will be a meta-human, but they have the potential. So The Flash, Barry Allen, has that metal in him and that's why when he got struck by that lightning and the chemicals, he became The Flash. Same with Wally West. Same with...
1: All these goddamn retcons. Basically. <laughs>
0: so even with that, with... with I think it's... I'm getting them confused, but the forge of the casting, that's when they go into... Uh, the Joker is in the Batcave. Batman has him locked up in the Batcave and uh, The Signal and uh, Hal Jordan finds him because uh one of the guardians of the universe sends hal jordan to batman's house because they're like batman is like he's he's researching things that he shouldn't be he shouldn't be researching and so you need to go there and like shut it down and so that's when they find the joker and the joker basically reveals the reason he kidnapped uh duke thomas in uh i think it was was it year zero I'm not sure. But there was some issue or was it the Robin Wars? I don't remember, but anyway, he he ended up kidnapping Duke Thomas and tried to make him go through the same things that Bruce Wayne went through with like the loss of his parents and all the other stuff yeah. because he knew that Duke Thomas had those met, the, the metal in him and he was basically a metahuman and he wanted to more or less prop him up to not necessarily become a hero, but to uh I don't remember what I don't remember what it was he said, but he he knew that Duke Thomas had that metal in him, so he wanted so he wanted to put him through what Batman went through, so and uh, uh, the Joker and uh, and Hal Jordan and Duke Thomas they started fighting because you know it's the joker yeah but it turned out that the joker was actually doing he was in this in this storyline the casting or the four i don't remember which one it was he was actually being the good guy in a sense because they're like you're like no you don't understand what batman is doing right now it's going to destroy the entire multiverse he's the gate he's the key you don't understand what you're doing so he's trying to prevent batman from from fucking with these medals he's like you don't understand and so that's when we get into the first even
1: retcon the reason why um joker didn't die from death of the family Yeah cuz
0: he's part of the, he had, he had that he uh fell into that vat of metal uh, Dionysium I think it was called
1: and yeah, that healed him Some offshoot of like the shit that <laughs> Ra's Ghoul dips himself into to stay immortal and shit Basically Yeah And so it and did they connect they connected all these Yeah they they even the say like, like Wonder Universe.
0: Woman's Wonder Woman's bracelets those are eighth metal
1: Yeah And it, it literally goes from 1 to 9 right like goes from
0: to, Yeah it goes from 1
1: to 9 Yeah Uh
0: yeah, eighth metal is the 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 strongest the strongest, the strongest one until spoilers the until, end of the story with with, <laughs> Tenth with, metal. Yeah, with literal <laughs> plot armor I'm like the fuck <laughs> I, oh, that's a good point a plot yeah, armor. <laughs> literal plot armor but yeah so then that's when we get into uh issue 1 of dark knights metal and it opens with uh correct me if i'm wrong but the justice league is chasing batman right yeah okay so yeah justice league is uh chasing batman and they're trying to stop him from doing you know, going doing more research into these metals, which they which they assume is dangerous, and it turns out that you know Batman being Batman, he has all these failsafes. Uh, the Batman that they're chasing, one of them is Nightwing, another one turns out to be uh, uh, Clayface, because Bat- which which Superman finds out, and they go reminiscent of Injustice by Superman punches Batman through the chest. Mm. And again, reminiscent of what happened in Injustice, where he punched the Joker through the chest. Yeah. It's kind of the same panel, beat for beat. And that's when you find out, oh, it was Clayface this whole time. Sure. Because <laughs> he's like, Batman and I are like best friends. Like, I know his heartbeat yeah. better than, as, as much as I know Lois's heartbeat and my son's heartbeat, I know Bruce's heartbeat. So I knew this wasn't, I knew you weren't Batman.
2: Yeah.
0: And uh, I'm drawing a blank. What happens next?
1: <laughs> you're going through it beat by beat you can just do an overview man
0: <laughs> well I don't know
1: <laughs> um, I mean but the gist of it is that they like the and I like how they because a lot of stuff
0: happens in every issue yeah, so yeah they
1: basically even bring in the court of owls and the court of owls opens the door to this interdimensional being called Barbados that literally is going to create Barbatos. Bar- whatever <laughs> <laughs> the island, the, the demon, whatever. But um, he it's a like a dark a being from a dark dimension from the negative multiverse. So it's like if all the universes that we've seen in the multiverse thus far are in the positive numbers, that's they're from universes in the negative numbers, which are basic universes that are destined to be destroyed, right? Uh-huh. So it, and from those dark dimensions, they bring in dark versions of Batman. And then, and this is where back in the day when we used to make fun of like, what, Dark Knight's Metal, they're gonna have a Batman versions of every Justice League member. But they and it happens
0: the- because, and it happens because Batman gets trapped in the Dark Universe because all the beats that he's trying to find to try to figure out the, the secrets of this metal it all ends up being a plot. Like he, even though he's, think- he's he thinks he's on the right track, and you know, oh, I'm Batman. I know everything. It turns out all of this was peppered and and, and, a pl- and planned from the Court of Owls, which also goes to Barbatos. So everything that Batman thought he knew, it turned out wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. He was playing. He was playing their 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 con, or falling into their con in the beginning. That's how he ends up getting trapped, and be more or less becoming the gateway
1: for all the the Dark Knights. Yeah. To come into our world. Which was dope. I like that reveal where it was like, oh, you did you played right into our hands and now we're opening the dark dimension. He becomes and the so, portal. And
0: so the first issue ends with him becoming the portal and then like Barbatos essentially making Wonder Woman and Batman into like old old men and women. Like, like Wonder, it, uh, yeah, Wonder Woman and Superman. Yeah. Wonder Woman and Superman aging the, aging them up. Mm-hmm. And that's how that first issue ends. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, but it's the concept of like a, a Batman Flash, a Batman Cyborg, a Batman Aquaman or Aquawoman. Um, yeah,
0: Bryce, Bryce Wayne.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a Rule Sixty Three world where it's it's all sexes are reversed. So instead of it being Aquaman, it's Aquawoman. Instead of it being Mara, it's like Mara. I don't know what his name is, but it's like it's a male Mara, Mara instead. Yeah. Um. But it's it's just, like it's an interesting concept to me. Mm-hmm. And then how they play out. I mean. They go into like there's like little side issues, where they go into each of those Batman's like r- stories. Um, I think we've actually in past podcasts talked about all of them. I mean, if you want to give like a quick summary of what I think they I were. think
0: I think you ta- I think you, ta- I think, you ta- I think you did talk you and Jamie talked about all of them.
1: Yeah, the Batman who laughs is the fucking fucking whoa! that was the, my favorite story of all of well, them. He,
0: yeah, he cut, he killed all the Robins mm-hmm. and
1: Batgirl. But it was a thing where Joker has them like. Uh, <coughs> Like it, it starts with Batman already being defeated by the Joker and he's being tortured by they go to the Crime Alley where Batman's parents died and Joker's systematically killing off orphan kids And like, it's dark as fuck already, but he's killing off orphans in front of Batman until he mm-hmm. finally breaks. His whole goal is to finally break Batman. And then
0: yeah, he, he does. He kills he kills Batman, but his final but Joker's final act is that gas.
1: Yeah, that, effect, that apparently affects him. whatever made him Joker became, or did he inject himself with the with the Joker toxin and then it mutated inside of him? And then when he dies, I'm not sure because
0: Joker is immune to the Joker toxin.
1: Yeah, it's it's something where like the Joker toxin's in Joker's like body. So when Batman finally snaps, and this is Joker's plan, I guess he snaps Joker's neck. That gas goes into Batman and he becomes like um he he becomes is infected with like a, a, a he, special slowly, he, yeah, he virus. slowly becomes
0: more and more Joker like.
1: Yes, yeah, so instead of being like a temporary like Batman, um, typical Joker gas bullshit, it becomes like a thing where it turns him into Joker. And it's not a thing where it just makes him crazy. Like it just rewrites his brain so that he's got all of like the the intelligence and martial arts training and all that of Bruce Wayne. But just but the, all the
0: insanity of Joker.
1: Yeah, all the no give of, no fucks given of Joker <laughs> And then that that Batman Kills the fucking Justice League, like in fucking crazy ways. Even like um, that world of Superman, he he. What does he give Black Crypt Knight to John or something and Supergirl and have him has them kill their families? I think that's how he has John. No, he gives the Superman and then he kills Lois Lane, right? Something like that. I'm trying to remember. I, think, I don't remember. It was so long like, I read that, I don't but remember. it was dark. And then, like basically, all these worlds are being destroyed. So Barbados, Barbados, Barbados,
0: he's the one that saves. He first he saves the man who lasts, which is the Joker Batman. Yeah. And then the Joker Batman goes to all the other worlds to save like uh, the 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 metal metal machine machine man murder machine murder machine. Yeah,
1: that one was cool too because then he make like that that cyborg version of Batman makes like cyber cyber Alfreds. Cyborg Alfreds. Yeah. Like, How can I help?
0: Can I help you, sir? Or something like that. Can I help
1: like you, that? sir? Yeah. And then you like destroy his body and remake him into like a cyborg Batman, which is fucking. That was dark as hell. And he's like, I gotta let him in. Victor, like, no, don't let that fucking virus, Alfred, into the Batcave. I'm doing it, and he does
0: it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I like, I like those stuff. I think the one, I, the weakest one was the the Bryce.
1: Yeah, I told you that the Woman. The Woman. Yeah, it that was that's pretty weak. The world gets drowned just because. What what happened exactly? I think uh They declare war in Atlantis. They declare war in Atlantis. And then somehow she's able to re engineer herself to and live to, underwater. To, yeah, so to Atlantean. live under to
0: become a kinda Atlantean. Just somebody that can survive underwater. Yeah. I'm like, can anybody do that?
1: <laughs> no, but it's Batman <laughs> or
0: Batwoman. Or even uh one where uh Batman became uh darks not Dark Side,
1: Doomsday that was awesome you like that one I was one? like yeah I mean, make, I mean uh, who can beat Superman Doomsday so he injects himself with the Doomsday virus and he becomes a version of Doomsday
0: but it's still kind of like
1: and then when he goes to the art they didn't necessarily explain Metropolis what made that. they didn't
0: necessarily explain what made Clark go dark like why is he evil that's the, that's the thing I probably that's the main reason I was like I didn't like uh-huh. it
1: Doomsday <laughs> Doomsday in his brain
0: he all doomsday, out they didn't even say they was like, I don't know why he went evil, I don't know why he snapped. I was waiting for
1: my friend to come back. Oh, you mean Clark? That's yeah. right, because he was evil in that version. Well, I mean, do you need to do you, it? was basically BBS. Do you need an explanation? <laughs> like, I want an explanation. How many times did just turn evil? Pick one <laughs> brainwashing, uh, Joker gas, uh, poison eye, like anything turns him evil. I want an explanation, but yeah, overall, I, I, I
0: enjoyed Dark Knight's Metal. They pulled a Goku versus they pulled a Goku and Frieza team up at the end with with Batman oh, and, yeah, with Batman, Batman and, Joker. and Joker teaming up to take out uh, the man who lasts.
1: But it makes sense. Like otherwise, how 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 would Batman by himself beat a version of Batman who is like more crazy than him? He has trouble fighting Joker. or something. But also
0: else. with that, they make this whole sh- stink about Barbato's. But he never really. It's not Batman. Isn't the one that takes out Barbato's? It's Carter Hall, Hawkman. Oh, he is. He's the one that ends up taking out Barbato. Yeah.
1: And they don't really even beat them; they just steal them away. again. Of basically, course, but you never can beat the ba- the big bads. But yeah, then at the end, when they they find the tenth metal and like it, they use yeah,
0: like I said, literal plot armor. Yeah, yeah like white they, armor on. They them. use that to bring because the world they they sink the world into the dark universe, mm-hmm. and they use the tenth metal. They use they go full Power Rangers where they they all put, hold hands. Yeah, they yeah. all hold hands and use the energy of the tenth metal to bring the world back. Into into its rightful place.
1: I did like when Wonder Wonder Woman fucking went off though, when she was basically fighting the entire Dark Multiverse by herself with, um, uh Girl. Uh huh. That was fucking awesome because like I think one of the comics. But I would ends, like to see
0: her take her bracelets off.
1: Yeah, it's true. They only did that like in that one comic, right, where she fights. Yeah,
0: who she fights her her sister Artemis okay
1: and that's in her full god mode
0: yeah she goes full god mode well
1: obviously she's so fucking badass she didn't do that to fight all the th- and it's like it was weird because like they have such trouble and the whole comic they had trouble like, fighting I would, any of but the I wish,
0: wish they go into that more like she's she's way more powerful and she like those bracelets are more or less a way to to dampen mm-hmm. dampen down her powers, so she's more in control. That's kind of what I was hoping that they did in the Wonder Woman movie. Like it would explain why she's a kid and <laughs> she has those bracelets on her arms, even though she's supposed to not fight. She's not supposed to be trained. It would make sense if they were like, oh, well, this is supposed to.
1: It would have made a lot of third control. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, this is supposed to control her god powers and also keep it hidden from her. That's why she has those bracelets. But you take it off. Oh, yeah.
1: the god wave. That's what it's called. And in the movie, she's called the God Killer. I mean, I've been a dope revelation if she's like, "Wait, I'm the God Killer," and she takes off the bracelets, and then she then she gets the lightning powers and all that bullshit that she had out of nowhere in the movie. But but I don't know. I like that moment where it's it's her literally charging into the nightmare verse, where it's like the dark versions of all Justice League characters. It was like a and you could you could like. Take any comic panel, and, like zoom in on it, and be like, "Oh, it's like a Lex Luthor Superman," or "There's a Gorilla Grodd Flash," or "There's a Yellow Lantern uh, Hal Jordan." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But they, like, they had so much trouble fighting. Like the Green Lantern Batman destroyed his version of the Green Lantern corpse by himself, and then we came to the, the main universe. He instantly beat Hal Jordan. But and that, was, they, but that was what almost all of them. The red, the Red Death version almost killed the
0: Flash. Yeah. The Green Lantern version almost killed Green Lantern. The Bryce almost killed Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, but the only the only way they won is because uh, Doctor Fate just conveniently just took them Intervene, out. Yeah. yeah. He intervened. And then, then later but they,
1: they really like, get the um, the metal. so then it's like their weakness. But Doctor
0: Fate can't do anything
1: to them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but then but then at the end of it, Wonder Woman fighting all these other bizarre versions of the Dark Multiverse characters, and she's doing it by herself. I'm like. What? it's like? she's like one hitting them I'm like how are you this strong or, or like is it a plot device now? or like a like a I don't know it's, it's a they, gotta, they gotta
0: wrap it up yeah there.
1: exactly but I was like that's whack like at least have it make it seem like she's gonna lose but she was just whooping ass there wasn't really a moment where she was like oh I might lose she was just like fuck it then no ah! for Hera I was like oh shit alright <laughs> Jesus yeah have that, will wrap it up yeah I don't know that's kind of what the problem like with these giant event kind of things when we get to the end like you, they always like write the characters into a corner, so so then it's yeah, like they're
0: so powerful that they can't be defeated until they can until they're defeated. Exactly.
1: So it's like okay, so these things seem unbeatable, but now all of a sudden it's the end of the comic. Now it's just no problem. That was that was my only real complaint about the comic. And then like, it's really, it's yeah, the, really it gets really yeah, really wordy. It, it ends a lot of
0: exposition. The way the way the, the way it ends, I guess, because I forgot how, but they destroyed the source wall, and because they destroyed the source wall now they're saying that opens up the universe to a whole bunch of different threats because the wall was there to protect mm-hmm. you know there was a barrier to those uh, other uh, other parts of the universe but now that it's destroyed there's a lot more things that are coming that we've never seen before which they, they tease you know, flash which war they, they, tease Fla- they tease they tease they tease <laughs> they tease flash war they tease uh there's a part i think there's a story coming where uh Atlantis is taken out of uh uh, underwater, and now it's on land. Mm. Uh, so they're
1: doing an Asgard,
0: basically. Basically, <laughs> when Asgard goes to Earth, basically they tease, or they and they tease other uh, things that are supposed to be upcoming in the in the DC universe. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's cool, whatever. Yeah. But the and that's that's another thing. Like they also talk about how because oh the Flash the, because the Source Wall is destroyed, that opens up the universe to like the Sage Force, which we're gonna talk into more with Flash War. And all these other things that are coming. This this the still force. The strength force.
1: Still force. The fuck. Kind of, kind of stupid bullshit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, but Dark Knight's Metal. Uh I'll give yeah, it. A, if you
1: rated, what would you give it?
0: I'll give it more of the passable. Yeah. Also because there were a lot. There were a lot of references that if you're not reading like especially like the Scott Snyder run. If you didn't read all of the Scott Snyder run, if you didn't read a lot of the like the uh like Infinite Crisis and all that other stuff. Like there were a lot of references going all the way back. Like even like the, like the anti-mon like when uh this is this was in the two books you didn't read, but uh Batman had a secret room in the Fortress of Solitude that he asked he he asked Superman not to open it, and it's only for emergencies. And it was like the anti-monitor machine that was in there. That's back from like Infinite Crisis and all that other stuff. Yeah. So, so it's like, there's a lot of references in there where if you don't get those references, you're just like, all right, that's what's whatever. You're not going to really appreciate it. Mm.
1: Well, that's a segway we just mentioned into Flash War. Um, how'd you feel about this? I mean, I really enjoyed it, and I wish they incorporated elements of the story into this most recent season of Flash, rather than go into this dumbass Heavy-handed, Iris West, we are the Flash plot line. Because, like, I mean, we grew up in a time where Wally West was our Flash. Not just in the comics, but also in things like the animated series, like Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. So, when you have to choose a side, we, we, we have a concept like Flash War. And you're going to go, okay, Barry Allen's on one side, Wally West is on the other. What side do you choose? Well, I even know in the plot, I'm like, Wally. <laughs> Definitely Wally. And even Rebirth, the story itself, is built around Wally West. Like, it's, it's built around the concept that, and it's a retcon, but all of New 52, um, the, the stolen time and the, the weird continuity errors that happened with New 52 and Flashpoint Paradox, that all stemmed from the fact that Wally's been lost in time now. And he's kind of like our... our uh, our jumping-off point into the greater issues that has been created in this new continuity in our rebirth. <coughs> so I like that they're going back and focusing on him as a character because he's really the key to everything. And we haven't reading... Do- have you been reading Doomsday Clock? Yeah, me either. So like to, to me, this is besides, like the- besides the ones we reviewed exactly. But to me, this story is more interesting. Like there's only been three issues or so out, but like even that, I think is more interesting than all the Doomsday Clock I've read so far. Just because it's starting to answer questions that I've kind of had about um, this changing continuity, and it's like it's a thing where ever since he was reintroduced in Flash Rebirth, they haven't done enough, I think, to talk about where he's been, where the other characters have been. Like they've gone back every here and there to kind of discuss it, but like no man, if you come back from another unit from another another universe where you had kids, maybe you don't remember them, but you know at least that there's other people in the Speed Force. Like, why aren't you doing more to actually talk about that? Why aren't you doing more to figure out where it is you came from? Yeah,
0: this is like a first time really, really hampering down on his, not, not just the lost time, but like more or less his story of yeah. where he's been and how, and how is it affecting his life and yada, yada, yada.
1: Yeah. It even like some retcons were like, it was like, oh, it was not Doctor Manhattan that threw into time or New 52. It was, um, who's the time travel guy? The Flash Rogue. Are uh, you talking about Hunter Zolomon? No, not Hunter Zolomon. Uh, the other guy. The guy that was in The Flash. White hair. The magician. Uh, Abracadabra. Abracadabra. Yeah. In the Teen Titans comic, they had Abracadabra reveal himself to be the one that fucked with Wally West's timeline. So they've even tried to pepper in some explanations here and there. But it's like, obviously the world has been <laughs> changed. Let's talk about that shit. So... First of all, in, in Flash world, when you start off with the two greatest Flash villains, Flash, uh, Eobard Thawne and Hunter Zolomon teaming up to fuck with their main Flashes. Like, that that in itself as a concept is interesting. But then when you get into the fact that, I guess, Reverse Flash died in some Flash comic that I did not read. I, I don't know. uh uh-huh. Yeah. They, they now focus Our, on... Iris
0: kills him in the future.
1: Like, with a gun or something? Yeah,
0: something like Just that. Just like in from the Flash show? <laughs> Basically. God damn it.
1: <laughs> but, uh... They have Hunter Zolomon uh, kind of play out the, his whole concept of like, well, the Flash could have been a hero, but he just chooses not to be. So I'm going to kind of manipulate Barry and Wally to fight each other. That way I can like kind of step in and get Speed Force powers for myself. And they also introduce all these weird Speed Force alternatives, which I, which I guess is going to segue into the Still Force bullshit. Because Fasting Forward to the end, or what the most recent comic is, he, he gets the ability of the sage force. The sage force and, and the, the strength, strength force. force. What? <laughs> what the fuck, man? You can't just put blank force into anything. It's like, now it's a thing, guys. <laughs> Pretty
0: soon there's going to be the orgasm force. The orgasm force.
1: <laughs> but, but I like it as a concept, man, because they have... Uh... So, I mean, Superman's got
0: to be part of the strength force because who has more strength than Superman?
1: Yeah, exactly. But, but I like the fact that they're put it pitting... It's kind of like a flash civil war, but that you have both sides that kind, of, and you kind of understand both sides. Because Wally's like, it's revealed to him that he lost his two kids. And mm-hmm. I totally forgot, about those kids, honestly, in continuity. But the fact that they're bringing them back and they use that as a jumping off for point for the conflict. You know, I, I get that Wally is like being manipulated, but I understand why he would be just for the fact that if you find out you had kids that were stolen from you, yeah, you're gonna do whatever you can to get them back. Uh-huh. and Barry's telling him to slow down but he's like nah man fuck that yeah cause uh, he's
0: like you don't know if Eobar's lying to you like he's or a, Hunter oh yeah Hunter yeah. if Hunter's lying to you like clearly he's a villain like this is more, this wouldn't be the first time
1: yeah but, but he, at the same time he has memories of his like he's getting memories of his kids again so he's like yeah but you're not doing enough to help me if it was any if it was your kid's or if it was your family, you'd fucking do this too. And And we, you have, actually. Yeah, we know that he has. Flashpoint. <laughs> so was like, bro, like you you over here trying Barry's to lecture like, me. Yeah, I've
0: done it and look what happened.
1: Yeah. But you're over here trying to lecture me, but like you don't you're not a good teacher. Just like goddamn Barry and CW. <laughs> That's why I'm like, they should have taken some of these elements and put them in the show. And if we you would totally be able to understand our CW version of Wally's stance if you took these same kind of arguments. Because Barry, just like in the show, he's not that great of a mentor in the comic. Like, and Well, Black Wally in this isn't. <laughs> yeah, Black Wally in this is Kid Flash. He's like, whatever. <laughs> he's not important. In fact,
0: he, he gets he gets erased. He gets erased
1: <laughs> in the very 1st <laughs> so second semi-issues. Yeah, so I'm like, ah, oh, even in the comic. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Black Wally in the comics. <laughs> ah, they, they call him
0: Wallace now.
1: Yeah, because you can't. It's, you can't. Cause, cause it's confusing. They yeah, call him both many, Wally. Yeah. Black Wally. We're going to call you Black Wally. It's like, well, if it's a white Wally No, nah, you're black Wally <laughs> um, but, I, but I like that and I, I love I think in the second or third issue, I also how I love know. how they
0: show how powerful the Flash is yes like, cause the
1: whole Justice League tries to stop him and they can't more specifically Superman tries to butt his fucking ass in the, in the race it's like Wally they're going, they're going way running. too fast yeah And even how like tries to make a construct and he breaks right through it both of them break right through it yeah but the fact that um, like they're running so fast that it's like, like I like the panels where they show like all oh, like the magic users like oh they're destroying the fabric of the magic verse and like like every, basically everybody can feel in some way they're running is like affecting the fabric of reality. Uh-huh. That's how fast they are, which makes sense. If you run through time, yeah. If you race somebody just as fast as you, then I get it. And it shows you just how much faster it, as is. it should be. Yeah, Wally is. Because now he's absorbed the power of the Speed Force. But even, fuck that. Even, but before no, before that, that, he was
0: always the fastest
1: of the Flashes. Yeah. He surpassed Barry Allen. But Jeff John's fucking motherfucking ass had to come in and be like, No, Barry Allen. Everyone loves Barry. It's like, no, bitch, you like Barry because yeah, you exactly. grew up with him. <laughs> but they're giving Barry, I mean, giving Wally his due. And the moment in the comic where. Because there was Wally, a moment where he was like,
0: Barry, if
1: I really wanted to outrun you, you think you could catch me? But he, when he turns blue, like when his whole body becomes like Speed Force energy, that's fucking dope. Mm-hmm. It's that one comic panel I really liked. And There's I- also
0: Barry, the, the, this is also an, another way that shows that Wally's way faster than uh, Barry. Barry needs the co- which they don't do on the show. Barry needs the cosmic treadmill in order to time travel. Wally doesn't. Is that the same in this? It's the same in the comics. Because remember, even when he went to the future uh and barry just ran uh when barry was in the pad and they were talking and wally just ran away and he ran back to the present oh and barry used the treadmill. Ba- ba- barry asked the guys he was the, the future version of the rogues yeah. the renegades is what they're called he was like do you guys have a cosmic treadmill around here somewhere yeah. and he just like he they used their time traveling technology to send them back yeah
1: that's true i didn't even think about that because honestly that's a that's a plot-breaking ability i mean you just travel the time but it's about running but the CW show doesn't care about that because they don't care about plot <laughs>
0: that's why I mean Barry should Barry should need a cosmic treadmill
1: yeah um, but then I think the last issue ends with Hunter Zalman and the reveal that he is yeah, he, he tricked just, them and ha ah, ha ha now I have all these has, the different I have all force the po- abilities I have all the powers yeah fucking stupid but I, I, I still, I'm, I'm, all, st- I'm
0: all for one
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still interested to see where it's gonna go just, just in like the little prelude first three issues that we have so far yeah me too uh, what would you rate it? More than passable. I agree. More than passable. Same boat. We're, we're in too much of an agreement this freaking episode.
0: I want to see, see more Black Wally. It's racist. You're not. I want to know how fast is he? Granted, I know he's not fast as them. He's the slowest one. I know he's not fast as them, but
1: how fast is he? Like, Can he time travel? Like, No. He's slow. <laughs> Just, his future version could and that one issue he showed up. He's black, yeah. He's the slowest one. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right? The, I mean, there's all
0: these stereotypes
1: about black people being so fast. Man, you saying bolt. Come on, dog. You know, come on. That's unrealistic. You're White people the fastest.
0: You're faster than you saying bolt. That was hilarious
1: in Luke Cage. I never said that. <laughs> yeah. Alright, yeah, let's let's move on. Let's get into news of the Ain't meat. faster
0: than you saying bolt, man.
1: <laughs> Michael news.
0: <laughs> uh So, yeah, it's not really a trailer, but we could talk about the little My Hero Academia trailer that dropped. That's going to show more of the second half of season three with the new theme song. So, say goodbye to them.
1: What's going down? I mean, from the
0: little.
1: (laughs) is that sushi racist wow um i mean from the little clip that was in the trailer, i don't like it yeah i'm not really feeling it but i mean i could have said that for this theme song too at first yeah it did grow on me but now nah, i don't like it <laughs> and i mean it's just, it's just a prelude to what's gonna happen in the second half of the season looks interesting jacob mentioned in the last podcast deku's new outfit and you can kind of see it in the trailer where it looks like his his gloves go up his entire arm which i guess is the take away some of the recoil of his punches. Yeah, from
0: the, come from the support team.
1: Because it makes, like, his his costume's so basic, but his, you would think they would, every, everyone else's costume Everybody, yeah,
0: everybody else's costume is more, fu- is functional to what their, their power is. Are, but his Deku style. just wanted something to look like All Might.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad they're finally starting to like, okay, well if your power is super strength and you're breaking your arms, like let's give you something to kind of reduce that, that uh, kickback when you actually punch and stuff.
0: So I like that. Yeah, because that's what Bakugo's thing is, like he could, blast sweat he, he can make yeah grenades. he can make he can make his blast as powerful as they need to be and he doesn't have any recoil effect from his arms
1: yeah so i like that so I, it's an evolution to his costume and i saw a video online that kind of disc- like talked about the evolution of deku's costume i thought it was really cool where um they mentioned that like the, the first iteration of his costume that looked really ugly and stuff was purposeful because it shows you that deku at that point doesn't know it has nothing to do with his, his abilities or anything it's just all about him being a fanboy but more than that it's about him not really having a true identity yet he just wants to be like All Might so his costume isn't really reflective of himself it's reflective of his his fanboyism you know I mean, his fandom and as it's as the those show damn ears looking like a rabbit <laughs> looking stupid as hell those weird teeth things like yeah. weird grill but as the show progresses like it's, it's he's starting to gain his own identity that's why the mask came off and it's actually his face and we're slowly getting these new additions and I like that more than just like you starting with the costume I like that we're seeing his pro- progress as a hero not only throughout the show but visually as well I like that again t- tight fucking writing to even have that being layered into like the costume itself
0: agreed well uh, something else that may or may not be tight writing but according to the tweet it's saying it is so you know the My Hero movie is coming out pretty soon and so uh, Anime Expo 2018 was this weekend or whatever and so uh, they premiered the the, the the movie there and somebody says that uh, My Hero Academia Two Heroes may be the best superhero film I have ever seen I am floored a what? near perfect movie
1: perfect vision wow
0: <laughs> plus ultra vision <laughs> Uh and so there are, there are a bunch of other tweets with that but uh the big selling point that they're pushing with this movie is they're saying that this movie is going to show you something that you won't get that you that you won't get in the manga and therefore the anime. And that is because you know because uh all my this this manga takes place before the fight of All for One All Might is still pretty much at full strength more or less and they're saying this movie is going to have a team up between All Might and Deku fighting one of the villains full on team up really? yeah so, again, going back to what I was saying. I, so, I, I did not think
1: it was going to be, I, I don't know. I'm always, so, yeah, like, so, that's, so they're saying
0: it's something that's not going to happen in a manga because uh, All Might's powerless now. Yeah. So there can't be a team up. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of gets me like, oh, I actually didn't think, because I'm like, when I read this, I was like, I actually never thought about this. There is there's never going to be a team up between All Might and Deku because yeah. they can't be. So, I'm down for this. Yeah, I'm
1: down for it. I'm usually not. I'm. I don't know. I, I'm kind of dismissive of anime movies. I usually because like in my mind they're always just filler. So it's like, how good can it be? But I, I should not doubt My Hero Academia filler or not. So I'm. I'm down for this.
0: I mean, maybe because it's not the same. It's not the original creator. It's somebody else. That's uh. That's doing this movie. But I think. I think he. I think he. Uh. I think he. He. He was involved. Oh, yeah. It says uh Hideko, states that his most in his most recent interview that he was very involved with the movie script, characters, plot, and he wanted to show he he wanted to show in the movie what he wanted to what he wanted characters to do in the movie. What? I don't know. That's more weirdly translated. Okay. But basically he was it says he was he didn't write it, but he says he was he was heavily involved in in the movie. So that that gives that that gives a little bit more excitement for the movie, mm-hmm. as opposed to just saying, "Oh yeah, somebody just took the property and made their own shit." Yeah. We'll so see. we'll see. Deku, Deku, and All Might fighting.
1: Oh I'm, my God! It's gonna give I'm, us the dead. I'm, I'm, I'm ready, feels. ready for
0: the team up. You remember the moment in
1: Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> with,
0: <coughs> I want to see him do the uh, cannonball. Where he, what's I think that's that move where where like Colossus takes Wolverine yeah, and throws like throws him.
1: him. Wait, wait, throw I want to see All Might throw Deku to a smash. <laughs> that would be cool or if they both smashed together like I I was thinking of the Gohan and Goku father's on Kamehameha moment which is probably like the most heartfelt moment of all on Dragon Ball which is sad because it sells but if they do something like that but with All Might and Deku I'd fucking cry all of the tears <laughs> you know I would don't don't fucking don't, I, don't judge me I'm not don't, saying nothing don't judge me
0: <laughs> well I'm judging you on this story because I know you're not going to care because what? you're fucking heartless <laughs> And you don't care about people dying. Because you're like, I don't know him. Who cares? But anyway, because that's how you are. Ooh, racist. <laughs> anyway, so Steve Steve Ditko, who was one of the co-creators of two of my favorite Marvel characters, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, okay. he passed away at 90 this week uh, on oh, yeah. j- June, June 29th. And so, yeah, Ditko was the co-creator of Spider-Man and uh, Doctor Strange, and he uh, had a long run at Marvel.
1: Yeah, he co-created Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. That's like the longest run you could have. Yeah. Which is like a dark, foreboding of Stan Lee dying. I mean, he is 90. It scares me. He's younger.
0: I mean, Stan Lee's older, so... I already told you. I mean, even if Stan Lee lives... Even if he doesn't die right away, at at most, I I would say he has another four years left. Because he's already like... Man, you put like a number on it. But I'm I'm like, he's already like 96. Most people don't... And I'm just going statistically. Most people don't live to to 100. (sighs)
1: Stanley (laughs) will... Excelsior.
0: <laughs> yeah, and even in the video. Even in this cameo... Well, that's the thing we didn't talk about. Even in this cameo in Ant-Man, He, you could tell he was oh, like... Yeah. He wasn't as ener- energetic as the other cameos. No. It was just like... Uh, I guess... What did he say? I don't even remember what he said. Um, it was something about the was, car. It was
1: very reminiscent of like... It felt more like him talking about his own life. He was like, I something in the 70s, but I'm paying for it now. Yeah. Like, oh, the 70s were fun, but I'm paying for it now. It's like...
0: Yeah, you can even tell, even in that, like, he wasn't as, he didn't have as much oomph. He was just like, all right, what's my line again?
1: <laughs> what was his cameo in Infinity War?
0: Uh, The the bus, the Spider-Man bus.
1: Oh, right, 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 in the beginning. Yeah, yeah in the beginning. mm
0: well, I think about like his cameo with Thor and Thor when he was driving a bus and he's like, did I get it? Did it work? Yeah. Like he's had more energy or Deadpool. Like in this one, he was just like, I don't know, like awful one, just like sucked out all his <laughs> <all> energy.
1: <laughs> I'm getting old, Spider-Friends. <laughs>
0: But yeah, Jordan doesn't care because you see how silent he got on that news. But I, I care. care. I care. Rest in peace, Steve Ditko. Rest
1: in peace, Steve Ditko. Yes,
0: you don't even know his name. Steve, you Dicko? created, like I said, you created, helped create two of my favorite characters. Go, 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 go with the wind. <laughs> go with the wind. Okay. I, I saw uh, a, a meme where uh, Doctor Strange made a sling ring, and, and Doc, Doctor Strange and Spider Man had their arm over his shoulder. And they were like bringing him to heaven.
1: Oh, that's dark, but beautiful.
0: You, you don't care. You're trash. I do care. No, you don't. I mean, I didn't,
1: no, I didn't read comics back then, so I don't... You
0: weren't bored, so who cares? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I don't have like a but he deep, still created them. Yeah, I don't have a deep connection, but There would be I, no I, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange if it wasn't for him. I appreciate him. <laughs> trash. Uh, anyway, so something that other people might care about them that Marvel definitely cares about okay. uh, the box office for Ant-Man and the Wasp
1: How's that doing? did
0: pretty well but it was still on the low end of expectations they they said it would uh, open between like uh, they were expecting it to be like between 75 and 80 million which possibly going up to 85 million so it still hit the tracking numbers but it was on the very lower end of the tracking and it's basically uh if numbers hold up with today because you know still movies going out today but it's looking like ant-man and the wasp was going to open at 76 million dollars this weekend which is still higher than the original ant-man the original ant-man opened up at 57 million uh million million dollars opening weekend but it's going to be the fifth Hold on, let me, yeah. The fifth lowest opening weekend of a Marvel film. The fifth really? Year, ever. Uh, but on, only behind the first Ant-Man, of course. Thor, the first Thor, Captain America, the first Avengers, and the Incredible Hulk. Damn. So, I mean, Why is that? It's still open it's still open big, and it opened bigger than the original Ant-Man. It made like 20, 20-something million more yeah. than the original, but it's still the fifth lowest Marvel movie opening.
1: This is a lot of now, so
0: too. So I mean, so it's both good news and like eh, probably not what Marvel wanted. I mean, it's it's what Marvel wanted, but it's, yeah, pr- it it's not what first. Anime, yeah, it's, it's, good it's what they wanted, but it's not what they wanted because it opened at the look because they were expecting a little bit more like around where Thor Ragnarok opened up as, and that was and Thor Ragnarok opened at eighty five.
1: Eh, to be fair, Thor Ragnarok's a far better movie too.
0: Yeah, but you also had this had of Avengers: Infinity War leading in.
1: True. But still
0: Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Compared to like Thor. like <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, they're both happy and they're all both like, eh. yeah. they're probably not. And they're, Basically, they're probably not enthusiastic. Will
1: it make as much money as Justice League? Uh, that, I don't know, because
0: the first Ant-Man didn't make. How much
1: did the first Ant-Man make? The first
0: Ant-Man made, I think, like 560 Okay. So it's Close. To Which the first is fucking Justice sad. Which well, is sad. <laughs> but still,
1: if, it, I if it gets within 100,000, within striking distance... 100,000. I mean, yeah, 100 million. 100 million? Yeah. <laughs> then that's good enough, man. That's <laughs> that's Ant-Man.
0: <laughs> but overseas is doing pretty well. Uh, right now, so r- right now, the worldwide box office is uh, $161 million. And it's also higher on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasps is sitting at 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, the first one was at 82%. So, I mean, it's still doing pretty well so mm-hmm. far. And it's number one. No, it made it's making 100, 162. I said 161. 162 is a, is a worldwide box office. But with that said, uh, Jurassic, Jurassic World has lost the number two spot. And it's been taken over. By uh, Incredibles two, so that jumped up a couple, a couple because Incredibles two was number three last week, and then it jumped up to number two, and uh, it only it only beat Jurassic World by like a million a million dollars. Oh wow! So Incredibles two was twenty nine million, and and Jurassic World is uh, number three with twenty eight million. And then the first Purge movie is number four.
1: I wanted to see that. I heard it was good.
0: I heard, I heard it was about, good. It's also about white people. I never saw. I never saw any of the Purge movies. But yeah, this one. I, I heard this yeah, one was. You just the one. <laughs> yeah, I heard this one was focused on on black people. Yeah. Because the first Purge was about. Because I saw a review basically saying that you know it's a lot of taking from the headlines thing with this movie. And the first Purge, the the way the reason they set up the first Purge was basically to get rid of poor people. Oh, and, oh, and, oh, okay. and black people.
1: Yeah, I mean, does that not make sense though in our world? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's where you would start it if the government was to start something like that. Basically. Yeah. And they would use it under the guise of like, no, but for the these are the areas with the most crime. Wink wink black yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> like like fuck you.
0: Why they have so much crime? Because you don't give them fucking jobs. No
1: resources, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's a vicious circle. Anyway. Well, was
0: number five is Sicario. I don't care. Uncle Drew is number six. <laughs> so I don't care. Ocean's eight is number seven. Tag, which I was kind of curious to see, is number eight. Number nine is Won't You Be My Neighbor, the uh, Rogers. What's his name? Won't You Be yeah, My Yeah, Mr. Na- Rogers. Mr. Rogers, yeah. He's number nine. I heard that was actually a really good documentary. I heard it was, too. And then number 10, Deadpool is still in the top 10. And yeah, so uh, Deadpool is finishing out the top 10. Hmm. Uh, so, with more Ant-Man and the Wasp news... Uh, Peyton Reed came out and said that the Russo brothers actually wanted Wasp to be, to be in Civil War, but it was he was the one that said no. Good, but yeah, I agree. But that's too much because he basically said, yeah, he said that's that's exactly what he said. He said that's too much, and I said no, we can't do that because there's so many characters in Civil War and also in Infinity War that it became a thing where I'm like, you can't have Wasp coming out party being in a movie where you could only devote but so much time to her. And that's what this movie is about. I wanted as much time focused on the Wasp as possible. And he's like, so yeah, that's why she didn't appear in Civil War. And I agree with that decision. So Russo Brothers, no. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Even, uh, I mean, Joss, we didn't want Wasp but to show up in the first Avengers.
1: Wasp or Ant-Man? Both of them. Also too much. Man, these Avengers we trying to do too much sometimes. <laughs> well,
0: they were the original Avengers, so that's what he wanted. He wanted Ant-Man and the Wasp, but because yeah. they were doing, because originally Edgar Wright was doing the original Ant-Man movie, they was like, no, you can't use them because we're already using them for this movie. Yeah,
1: but like, because he, he he didn't he
0: didn't want to use Hawkeye and Black Widow. He wanted. Oh, really? No, he wanted Ant-Man and Wasp instead of Hawkeye and Black Widow. But, but they were already set up. But they were exactly. Marvel was like, no, they're already set up. Use them. He's like, but I don't want to.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but they're lame. <laughs>
0: And funny enough, it turns out that Ant-Man and the Wasp, this makes the first Marvel movie where a female is headlining her own... Granted, it's not her own movie, but she's still in the... She's in the still title. In, yeah, she's still in the title.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, which it I didn't, didn't
0: rea- I didn't realize. Yeah, so it's not, yeah, not going to be
1: Captain Marvel. It's Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's a good so, point. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Only one Woman really had that going for her. Uh, what about Catwoman? Hmm? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <You know. laughs>
0: said no. No. But... So, this news, I'm actually curious with uh, your opinion on it, because you're big on doing this. Okay. <laughs> a big spoiler, Jordan. Spoiler mm. sp- on spoil my post. So, I don't know why this came out, but uh, James Gunn was doing an interview. Oh, no. He just came out on Twitter uh, basically saying that if a movie can be ruined by spoilers, it's not a good movie. <laughs> I'm opposed to spoiling things for folks, but studies show knowing spoilers only very slightly affects the viewer's pleasure, if at all, and sometimes increases the pleasure of a well-crafted film. So, I want to know, what do you think of I, I I don't again, I don't know what made him tweet this. I when guess who said this? James Gunn. Hmm. I don't know if maybe somebody asked him a question, but I I I wanted to bring this up cuz I was curious of what you would, what you think about
1: his tweet. Um, to a certain extent, I get where he's coming from. But I mean, there can be a really good movie and still have a a plot breaking twist. That if yeah, I was thinking like it, something like Six Sense. Yeah, exactly. That's a great example. Or even like, yeah, I guess Six Sense is a good, example, good enough example. Or upgrade. Or upgrade exactly. Like, it's not that that would ruin the movie, but it does hurt a very fundamental feeling you'd get at the uh, feeling of satisfaction you get from the, the climax. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I get where he's coming from. Cause if, if the twist is all the movie has going for it, then yeah, I, I see how like it's not really good filmmaking, but if it adds to the experience, then I don't see what the issue is, is with it. Yeah. Were there any twists in Guardians of the Galaxy? No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, there
0: wasn't. Not at so all. So there you go. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, like I said, I get what he was saying, because I talked about this before on the, on the podcast, like before when I watched back in the Buffy days in the 90s, every time an episode would end, I, and even Charmed, I would go to my this website that I found and like read the entire next episode, what would, ha- what would be happening next, and then I would watch watch the next episode knowing everything that's going to happen, and I, was still, I still enjoyed it. And I was just, and I was still watching like, oh, shit, because it's one thing to know, then it's another thing to see it. Yeah, like it's another thing to know Thanos is gonna snap people away going into the movie. Like we pretty much knew that's what was gonna happen, but it's another thing entirely. Even though we didn't know, no, but we still had an idea, and it's another thing entirely to actually see it on screen. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think I think somebody I I, I think the reason he said it is because of all this thing that's going on with spoiler Everybody's like, oh, you spoiled it for me. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know Wasp was gonna be in the movie. Even yeah, though it's, it's called, like it. even though it's called Ant Man in the Wasp. I remember somebody said that to me. <laughs> Really? Not that specifically, but somebody said something to me. Oh, I, okay. I remember it. now that it's coming to me. They said something like, oh, you spoiled. Uh, I forgot what it was, the exact thing, but they said something about how I spoiled that Superman. I don't remember if it was on the podcast or like something I posted or said or something, yeah. but they said I spoiled that Superman was coming back in Justice League or whatever. And it's like, but you knew that, A, it's a Justice League movie. You think they're going to have a Justice League movie without Superman? And then also, a Man of Steel, you saw the pebbles rising up, or whatever the case may be. So, it's like, you know he's coming back. So, is it really a... It's not a spoiler. It's like, yeah, but I don't follow the news and all that stuff like
1: that. So... But we live in a society now where, like, everything is considered a spoiler. Like, if you know any details whatsoever, people will quickly be online. Spoiler! Oh, my God, the spoiler! But, like, yeah, like, come on, dog. <laughs> like, yeah, so I, think that's, probably, I think that's trailers. probably what he's
0: more or less responding to.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Like, we, I don't know. But that's just a smaller symptom of the larger issue of we, us now living in a triggered society. That's what it feels like. It feels like everything, people are just really easy to be triggered over anything nowadays. And it's fun to jump on the bandwagon of rage and hating on something or getting angry.
0: Or, like, if you take something that you said when we were talking about our non spoiler review of Ant Man, where you said uh, there's a part of the movie where the ants were giants and they were worker ants. Somebody could say, That's a spoiler. Oh, oh, spoilers! That's a spoiler, (laughs) even though that tells you nothing of the plot. That's not a spoiler. A spoiler yeah. is something that's key, a crucial element of the plot that gets revealed before you see the movie. Exactly. Not that Ants are giant. Like that's not a spoiler. They even talk pepper- again.
1: Like even in like I said the. But, but I'm means... just saying that's
0: an example of somebody taking what you say.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. oh. But even, by that logic, the commercials for Ant-Man Law spoil the ending because everybody's like, "Oh, the ending's so crazy! It's so breathtaking! It'll leave you breathless!" And it's like if you want to and that could be a spoiler to somebody oh I didn't want to know that the ending was crazy <laughs> now I'm expecting the ending yeah it's I didn't like, know
0: Thanos was coming even though I saw Infinity War that's a spoiler bro
1: like if anything shouldn't you be more anticipating now of like what's going to happen at the end If uh, no details were revealed to you just the ending's crazy so shouldn't you be like oh fuck what's going to happen if anything but you know logic is out the window nowadays I blame society <laughs> well
0: you know something that I'm not anticipating what up well, wow. so Netflix is looking into increasing its prices. Where, why? So they're 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 rolling out a test a testing service where two two versions of Netflix called uh, Ultra Choice. Uh, one will cost sixteen ninety nine a month, and another version will be thirteen ninety nine a month. And basically, it's allowing for. Uh, Well, uh, there's a premium and then an ultra. And it says you will have the ability to stream ultra HD content concurrently on four screens.
1: Okay. So, they're they're, they're doing... Do I have four screens that stream concurrently? I don't... (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay. I barely have
0: one screen. Yeah, I'm like, uh... Because that sounds more like 4K stuff. I don't have a 4K TV. Word. But they're looking like they're going to try to do this, like... They're they're doing a test version of it to see if people are willing to pay for it, but I'm like, hopefully nobody buys it because I don't want to pay for I don't want to pay more for Netflix. They already increased. Remember when Netflix was $7.99? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm not paying that anymore. I'm paying like $11.99, I think, for Netflix. Yeah, I'm paying $11.99 now. They're talking about $16.99. Come on, bro. I got rid of you because I don't. Granted, it's still cheaper than cable, but if you keep increasing the fucking price, eventually you're gonna get <laughs> yes to. Eventually, you're gonna get to cable prices because yeah. I'm already paying for Netflix, and I'm paying for Hulu, and I'm paying for. What's well, the danger? We have all these like separate streaming. Yeah, services. then the DC Universe thing is gonna come out. I don't know how much that's gonna cost, especially now that they're talking about we're gonna be able to read comics and shit online, and you get exclusive access to statues, and we're having Justice League Unlimited, and Batman: The Animated Series, and Wonder Woman: The Original Live Action Series. I'm like, it's. Definitely Definitely not gonna be. I I feel like it's gonna be more than ten dollars, with with all the shit that they're adding on that. So I'm like, so you got that, and then you got what? HBO Go and yada yada yada. I can't afford. I can't afford this shit. <laughs> so hopefully nobody buys this ultra Netflix price. But uh, something that you might buy. So uh, they're doing a live action Gundam. In the works from Legendary Pictures.
1: What? A live-action Gundam? Yes, live-action Gundam. Fuck yes. I choose the form of Gundam. (laughs) Uh,
0: It says, there doesn't appear to be any details on the project at this time, but for those of you unfamiliar with Gundam, I'll read a synopsis. It says, The original Gundam series is set in the universal century, an era in which humanity's growing population has led people to... to emigrate to space colonies eventually the people living living in the colonies seek their autonomy and launch a war of independence against the people living on earth through the tragedies and discord arising from this human conflict not only the maturation of the main character, but also the intentions of enemies and the surrounding people are sensitively depicted. The battles in the story in which the characters pilot robots known as mobile suits are widely popular. So yeah, live-action Gundam coming from Legendary Pictures. Jordan's apparently happy
1: about that. I mean, fuck yes. You saw I freaked out in Ready Player One for that one Gundam scene. I choose the form of Gundam. I choose the form of Gundam. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited. Just... I, just there's never been done before. So even if it sucks, at least, you know, I was say live action animes. It could be you know, terrible. It could be terrible. It could be terrible, <laughs> but I'm willing to take a risk. <laughs> I want to see that trailer. Especially that Pacific Rim fucking sucks. So <laughs>
0: I've got nothing to lose. Well, legendary pictures, the same people that made Pacific Rim. Fuck. <laughs> I had to, I was, I I had so to do happy. that. I had to do it to you. <laughs> I'm so happy. You were happy, but uh, so something that's, uh, you may or may not be happy about. I don't really care, but, uh, according to Lewis Tan, who played Shatterstar, he's saying that even though Shatterstar died in, uh, Deadpool 2, he's coming back for X-For- X-Force. He said, you're going to see... Yeah, what? How? He said, you're going to see more of my character in the X-Force film. That's what it's looking... Um, like. no. That's what it's looking like. Thankfully, Deadpool went back and went back... And had a little time machine that he stole. Oh. So in the post credit scene, he brought back Peter. And this assumed that we're all going to come back as well. Oh,
1: okay. So. I don't know how I feel about that. Shadow Star's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that means they can potentially go more into Mojo World. Maybe. Because they tease that and just do anything with it. But
0: also with that said, and this kind of makes me go, yeah, he's definitely going to show up in X-Force. Marvel has also come out and said that Shatterstar is getting his own comic. Yep. Do you care? Why are you giving me that look? Because I'm
1: like, I don't, I don't, wanna sh- I don't care about Shadowstar Shatterstar
0: I, ca- I don't care about Shatterstar, but at the same time I do because I'm like, gay people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gay people. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. i remember right. if you uh, Diversity, all right.
0: I don't know if you. I don't know if you got to that issue of Iceman where Shatterstar was flirting with Iceman. Mm -mm. He was like, uh, I didn't
1: really read anything in that comic except because you're homophobic. That's why. (laughs) Oh oh, what?
0: (laughs) But uh, there was a moment where uh, Shatterstar walks past uh, Bobby, and he was like, "Hey, Bobby, I heard you came out. Well, uh, me and Richter are broken up. So you know, if you ever want to get, you ever want to have a drink, call me." Wink, wink. Yeah, wink, wink. If y'all want to get that dick sucked. (laughs) whoa! No, was that subtext some With some mutant, with a mutant mouth. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, the synopsis for the Shatterstar comic is uh, a gladiator, a warrior, and a superhero. Shatterstar has been many different things, but throughout it all, he's always been deadly. This fall, enter darkness with Shatterstar number one. Hmm. So kind of
1: interested not really but okay (laughs) i'm happy for you but no i'll check it out gay people gay people (laughs) (laughs) yeah gay people
0: even though where's the black gay people (laughs) we gotta we gotta keep waiting for that (laughs) but also another comic that was announced which i'm kind of curious about because i'm like this if they do it right this could be filled with so much hilarity so there's another comic that's uh that's coming out I believe in the fall. Wait. Yeah. And it's going to be a five-issue miniseries of Black Panther versus Deadpool. Why?
1: Because <laughs> it's, it's funny.
0: That's it's why. it's popular. Because <laughs> they're very two popular characters. Yeah.
1: They're so hot right now, but I
0: mean, they do a lot of like those Deadpool versus Deadpool versus Punisher, Deadpool versus Wolverine. Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. Yeah, Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. So I'm curious. I mean, if they do, depending on who writes it, I I feel like it'll be funny. So I'm, I I would like, I want to read it. Okay. And why, why are they fighting in the first place? Like that's something I'm curious about. Uh, what else? So expanding more into the Spider-Man into the Spider Verse. So, remember we talked about how, hopefully, Spider-Gwen is the only Spider-Man that shows up outside of Peter Parker? Because I was like, uh, eh, I feel like if they introduce Spider-Gwen, they're going to- Well,
1: gonna... no, you said that. I thought they could still introduce more, as long as they still
0: focus well, on was saying, say, Well, I'm still hoping. I was, Yeah, that's what I was hoping, that they don't introduce anybody else. Okay. Well, I was wrong. They're, they're introducing more. So well, no, I told you they would. Fuck <laughs> you. It's called Spider-Verse. No, nah, <laughs> I don't want it. Tease Spider-Verse for the next movie. That's uh, it. Okay. So Nicholas Cage, that's real, has been cast. I thought that was a fake news. As Spider Man Noir, for Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Why? That was not fake. Why? I've got one strong word for you. Why? What? <laughs> uh, huh? Because it's Nicholas Cage. Exactly why? Because <laughs> he needs to be Spider Man. Okay, sure, great. <laughs> yeah, so Spider Man Noir is coming to Into the Spider Verse, and it's Nicholas Cage. So
1: it's weird.
0: Yeah, especially like Nicholas Cage is a pretty big name. Is he a voice actor? I mean, you don't have to be a voice a specific. But
1: but his voice is weird.
0: Like he's got a very unique voice. I mean, none of these actors are like quote unquote voice actors. They're actors, and like most movies, they don't get voice actors to cat like Disney movies and stuff like that. They get celebrities. Man, it's gonna be weird. Like Shamik Moore is from Dope. He's not a voice actor, but he's voicing Miles Morales.
2: It's gonna be weird.
0: (laughs) I mean, he might change his voice. I, can't even,
1: I wouldn't do impression, but I can't even do a Nicolas Cage impression. Dude, you you can't do Big Daddy? Big Daddy? Oh, oh from, from Kick-Ass? Kick-Ass. <laughs> Hit-Girl. Like, like, he's got a very guttural voice, and what are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, so... uh, What's his name?
0: Ahmed Best who's known for playing (coughs) (coughs) Misa Yusa Jar Jar. Jar Jar Binks. Okay. (laughs) And the Star Wars prequels. Basically, he came out recently and said that, you know, because people hated Jar Jar Binks, people hated the prequels.
1: Well, people love that? I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) So he actually came out and said that all the backlash, actually, I'm going to just read it verbatim. 20 20 years next year, 20 years, which I guess... Uh, the star Phantom Menace turned, yeah, 20 next year. So he said, 20 years next year, I faced a media backlash that still affects my career today. This was the place I almost ended my life. It's still hard to talk about. I survived, and now this little guy is my gift for survival. Because I guess he just had a kid. And it says, would, would this be a good story for my solo show? Let me know. So basically, he he he's coming out. This is more or less coming out story of saying that, yeah, the backlash that uh had him that he had from uh people not liking his character in Jar Jar as Jar Jar Binks, because he also said he had death threats that came through the internet. Okay. Like he 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 wanted he was thinking about committing suicide because of that.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. That this got is dark yeah, it got very dark <laughs> like we used to oh my god now i feel bad for making fun of it <laughs> yeah he's always like yeah but he's even well, yeah, you you might you might have made fun
0: of it but you didn't send him tweets and send him oh yeah i'm not one of those you fucking did, you ridiculous. didn't send him death threats yeah that's ridiculous
1: but yeah but i feel like it's a slippery slope because i don't know people oh, the internet's become so toxic
0: he said he said i had people come at me and say you destroyed my childhood he's yeah. like that's difficult for a 25 year old to hear And I I think that was his first movie. Same thing with Kelly Tran. It's his first movie. Oh, it's a Star Wars movie. And now people are coming like, you destroyed my childhood. Like, Mm -hmm. I did. I didn't write the movie, though. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I I hate people (laughs) because they hurt good people.
0: But yeah, so a lot of people came out. A lot of people came out and like saying, you know, lots of love. or, Or Ryan Johnson tweeted to him. He said, lots of love to you, Ahmed. I think there are many of us Who'd get quite a lot from hearing your story?
2: Yeah,
1: came from Ryan Johnson. Maybe that would. Oh, Ryan Johnson said that. Yeah, that was Ryan Johnson. Maybe he's like, that'll be a good lesson for the internet trolls of the world that have zero life. But you know what it is? It's just like the internet is becoming more and more and more and more mainstream, and it's giving a platform to so many people with these social anxi- or, well, I anxiety. Why was I saying these social disorders? Is
0: it though? Because I mean, this is—it's not like this is happening now. This was twenty years ago.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's... But that is now, like, a small example of what's becoming even more ubiquitous now. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like... It's just that... I'm just doing
0: Mr. Avenger. I use big words, ubiquitous.
1: Ubiquitous? (laughs) It's just becoming more commonplace. Like, we're hearing these stories more and more often. And, I mean, I think it's also... The Star Wars fandom is a very, very hardcore... It's getting worse. It's getting worse. It's definitely getting worse. But I'm just saying, like, it's just... It's an epidemic of these people with social disorders that now find their voice and find power online and they are able to find community with like-minded negative people and just it feeds off, they feed off each other. It's becoming just so toxic because of that. Like I, I, I don't want to become that old guy who's like, oh, I fear for the youngins. But like, I don't, with the current trend of where things are going. Like yeah, 10, we don't we have to worry about
0: kids committing suicide because of online bullying and shit like that. Because granted, we didn't have the internet, but still.
1: But like, I've, I've noticed even like on YouTube or like Instagram, I've noticed like hate pages or like, popping up. Or like revenge porn. Like, oh, I didn't like
0: this person, so I'm going to film a sex tape of us and then release it on the internet.
1: Yeah, but I mean like... Uh, I found, like, recently, a lot of, like, anti-fan pages popping up. Rather than, like, these things just be fan pages, now there's anti-fan pages. Where, like, I've seen things for, like, Honest Trailers or, like, CinemaSins or, like, Nostalgia Critic or all those, like, big, like, you know, things people like on the internet. Now they have, like, all these, not just, like, negative, like, uh, groups about them, but, like, a whole page, (coughs) or a whole... YouTube channel or whatever dedicated to just how every single thing they do is wrong or negative. And it's like you build up your own following based on negative negativity directed at that one thing. You know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy that you can build up something and if somebody can build up a following in opposition to you just because they don't like what you're doing. Like, that's a ridiculous and it's, and it's becoming more and more popular. So I'm like, this is the direction we're heading in. We're like, how and how many creative Things or how many creative ventures can continue when you have all of this opposition now? Just saying, like, no, you're super for trying. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and I'm also seeking for experience. I know creative people are also very sensitive. So, like, how many? How? So, I guess this
0: wouldn't be a perfect time to announce that I created an Instagram page called Not Blurred Vision. There are pages <laughs> that are like. The gay vision I've seen. Um, what? The gay vision?
1: Yeah, the gay vision. I'm I like, need to follow them. Me and Michael combined? <laughs> yeah.
0: I, need to, I need to follow the gay vision. I want gay
1: vision. <laughs> well, if it was a page that was like a joke, like based on like, what if Michael, gay, Black, Gay, Comic, Geek, and Blur Vision like fuse, like a fusion? Ha! Huh. Yeah, That'd I, be hilarious. I, I have fantasies like that. Wow. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, I don't know, there, there are, trust me, there are fusion, <laughs> there are negative blur vision pages on the internet, which is amazing to me. Partly, partly I'm like, wow, I'm famous to some extent, because I have people that dedicate themselves to hating me. But at the same time, it's like, I'm just one example of like a million other things that are like that. And it's like, what's going to happen in 10 years where there are just as many anti-fan pages as fan pages? What kind of environment does that create? What kind of creativity does that foster or stifle? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's just something I'm thinking about. I think about like, wow, like if it's toxic now, and it's only getting worse. What's it going to be like in 10 years? And what's that going to do to the creativity? In the even world? worse. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, what's that going to do to the creativity in the world? Like, how's that going to affect how we talk to each other even? I mean, yeah. Is it going to become less and less about the things we love and more and more about things we hate? it might it might be if things
0: if things continue to go the route that they're going especially when you have major platforms like a Twitter or an Instagram granted i know it's hard to do but at the same time i feel like there's something that they can do to police th- this type of language like why is it that for example, like I mentioned before, like uh, during the news, like I don't remember what the exact tweet was, but Samuel L. Jackson got banned from Instagram or whatever for like a week or 24 hours for saying something about against like racism and shit like that. He gets banned from Instagram, but yeah, somebody calling somebody else like a nigger or, you know, fuck, fuck your feminist agenda. Oh,
1: they don't get every day. <laughs> they, none of them get banned. But let me say it before. It was it's just a visibility <coughs> thing. Like he, he's such a big account. That the eyes are easier, like the the people that are in charge it's easier than for the, for them to find that page than to find random Joe Schmo troll who has like ten followers and just, and he might only post the most vitriolic, fucked up, racist, bigotry, whatever, sexist, whatever shit. But because his account is so small in the grand scheme of things, the the eyes of the authority are not on that. Oh, you got like the YouTube, like
0: the YouTube. I sound like the Bush. YouTube. I sound like Bush talking about the Google. <laughs> the Google's. <laughs> But, like, you got YouTube videos that, are like, if they talk about, like, like Nazism and stuff like that, like, coming against it, they get flagged in terms of, like, the advertisers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if you get a video that's pro-Nazism, there's not, nothing happens to them. Yeah. It's like, come on. There's got to be some way to fix—there's got to be some way to alleviate this type this type of, you know— bullshit or like force Mm -hmm. or forcing people to use instead of having nicknames all my name is like even on instagram like it's still for granted i wouldn't like this because i like black gay comic geek but instead of forcing me to be black gay comic geek or blurred vision or something like that because again branding force people to use their real name so then you can't have people to hide behind
1: or at least with that tag you have to have your real name under it you know what i'm saying yeah just it takes away taking away the anonymity 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 thank you that anonymity. Anonymity. anonymity see an enemies? <laughs> I think just that would take away a lot of the more extreme hate speech or just trolling or whatever because then your identity is tied to that name rather than being anonymous yeah because I remember
0: once upon a time there was this guy he would purposely create fake accounts to send messages and I was included in that to a bunch of different black cosplayers to say, oh, you're a nigger, or mm. you can't, you're ugly, you can't cosplay, you're shit, you're fat, yada, yada, yada. Mm. And then, he, and again, he was, he was sent it to a bunch of us. Yeah. And, if, of course, you would block him, but then he would create another account and then send you
1: another message. You would block that account, he would create another account. Okay, and pause. How much time is this guy wasting his life? That's how you know people like this have so much hate in their own lives or like they have so little regard for themselves they, they something in their life is not right that they would dedicate that much time just to hate somebody they don't know like so at a certain level i also feel sorry for people like that but fuck them <laughs> i don't feel sorry for them <laughs> no no i said a certain level a little a little sliver of me is like oh man your life must be fucking terrible but fuck you <laughs>
0: but it's like but then it's like
1: rise up but don't i'm like become jokers your life is terrible
0: but look what you're doing yeah that's why your fucking life is tough. Ter- because I'm a big believer in karma. Yeah. What you put out Agreed. is what you're going to get back.
1: Mm-hmm. So. But it's also a thing where, that's what kills me too when it's like online, when it's like superhero fan pages and stuff that are like this. Because it's like, how can you not take any of the freaking lessons from the things you say you love? You love superheroes. So what does what does Batman represent? The darkest thing in his life happened to him and he turned that into a positive. But yet you can't do the same and instead you choose to troll people like the Joker? No, they just take they take the
0: fact that he beats people up. So That's I'm, all he, I'm, a beat, I'm a beat I'm a to beat up people I don't like.
1: Exactly. But they can't, so they revert to I'm oh, a keyboard warrior. <laughs> but yeah, sad. Oh Star Wars. Well, something else that is sad
0: for Chris Hardwick. <laughs> Oh no! More Chris Hardwick news. More Chris Hardwick news. He already so, lost
1: everything, wasn't he? <laughs>
0: no, he now he has. But so he's been fired from uh, the Talking Dead.
1: He wasn't already fired.
0: No, he was fired from another AMC show that he hosted, but he was still on the Talking Dead. But now he's not on the Talking.
1: The D- Talking Dead's gonna end anyway. It's only got one more season. Well, yeah,
0: there's only got one more season. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I, I feel like they might end it at ten.
1: Was that nine?
0: Yeah, it's at nine. I feel like ten will be the last season.
1: One more season with Daryl as the main character,
0: basically. Because I'm like, who who wants to watch it after that?
1: I don't want to watch it now because yeah. they haven't
0: have announced this is going to be the final season. Obviously, because if it was, they wouldn't be paying Daryl. What did I say he was getting paid? Twenty million dollars per I episode.
1: I, yeah. Which I'm like a big enough number that I remembered <laughs> God, can, twenty million. Can I
0: just get that? Like, just I don't even need per episode. Just give it to me one. Just give me one lump sum of twenty million dollars. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, Yvette Nicole Brown is replacing him as the host of the Talking Dead. So,
1: okay, well, sucks for you, Chris Hardwick. You live a hard life, Wick. And
0: uh, as a San Diego Comic Con moderator, because you know he usually he's usually the panel uh, moderator of San Diego Comic Con. She's replacing him as the uh, at Hall H as well. So. I mean, good for you, Vet Nicole Brown, though, because she's a huge nerd.
1: Yeah. <laughs> good for her.
0: And yay, black people, but <laughs> yay, black people. what are gonna do
1: Yay, gay people. Yay, black people.
0: <laughs> yep. That's all I need. Oh, we're gonna get an angry email. Why not yay, white people? <laughs> Don't you already have enough? No. <laughs> you get Love, Simon. You get the other movie that's now on Netflix, which is supposed to be a rated R version of Love, Simon. You get Queer as Folk, I can name all these movies about gay white people. <laughs> How many movies do we get? <laughs> Love. Moonlight won the fucking Oscar last year, and it was about a gay black, gay black teenager. Where are the other gay black teen movies? Where are the gay black superheroes? I can go like, on. Agreed shut the fuck up you're not gay or, what the fuck or <laughs> black what <laughs> uh, it's too black from black lightning it's too black and now shades is too gay <laughs> <Hey>.
1: <laughs> I'm coming next week so I, was, I bleached my skin white Michael I am now Michael Jackson Jordan Jackson
0: it don't matter if you're black or white i
1: my hair it's gonna be Great. <laughs>
0: it's the, all about equality, no. and even though you're wrong or you're right, If okay, you be great, become my baby, it don't matter if you're black or white. Anyway, so, yeah, I talked about this last week, but it's now official because it's July. So, yeah, those surge pricings that MoviePass has been teasing, it's now into effect between $2 and $6, and the difference between the, between the $2 and $6 depends on how high... Of a in demand those movies are so that's trash I'm not a member I'm uh, not with MoviePass anymore I got rid of it so fuck MoviePass (laughs) and I'm now a member of the AMC A Plus thing for 1990 granted it's more money but I feel like whatever I get more bang for my buck because I can see the IMAX movies I can do my movies in advance hmm and I don't have to worry about surge prices and all this bullshit that's going on with MoviePass. Is it
1: really doing that for real?
0: I just said it goes into a. F- it started this month.
1: Wait, actually six dollars. Well, Ant oh, Man? Two. two to six. Okay.
0: Depending on how in demand the movie is. Fuck that. Especially with this month, there being a lot of major movies coming out, like Ant Man and the Wives. next week, being Skyscraper next week after that, being Teen Titans. Go to the movies. The
1: purpose. I'm gonna use, I'm gonna use movie and then on top of that,
0: and then on top of that, that's not just the, the surge pricing is just for the movie, but that's awesome. but then also because now they're saying if you want to see an IMAX movie, then you got to pay an additional price on top of that. So I'm like, I might as well just stick with because I go to AMC anyway more often than not because because yeah. those are the closest movie theaters to me. Yeah. So and and I have an AMC Stubbs reward. So I'm like, it's just, it, to me, it makes more sense to just switch to. <laughs> we can't be anything cool, but okay. Again, like I said, it's more money, but whatever. Yeah, I think it's. I think you get more. Plus, I get all those extra perks, like the popcorn. And,
1: you get and free popcorn. Yeah. Wait, I don't want popcorn. That's not healthy. <laughs> but now I do if it's free. <laughs>
0: I mean, popcorn's not unhealthy All right, that's it, not getting some... it depends on it depends on how much,
1: don't defend your popcorn addiction it depends on how much
0: but I don't even really I don't even really get popcorn like that if I go to the movie, if I eat anything at the movies I get nachos now talk about unhealthy I talk, I talk about, <laughs> yeah, you're going that way yeah I'm like talking about unhealthy I get nachos with extra cheese oh my god <laughs> but I'm not the one talking about Oh, it's not healthy you're the one doing that because you're you're the only one in this podcast with abs <laughs> fuck you I, I quit I'm leaving this podcast what? I don't want to be here anymore now do I think about this
1: no, baby, you you look fine. Don't
0: worry about Shut it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm not apparently not because I'm not going out on dates or anything like that.
1: Well, they're asking you what you're talking uh, about.
0: Fourth oh, of July. I went to a party. You know. You know what I was doing Fourth of July? Looking out my window. Like I want to see the fireworks, but there's nobody to go with. because I was sick. I was like I shouldn't leave the. Not that there's not because I called my friends like, hey, you want to go see fireworks? Then I was like, no, nah, I probably shouldn't leave the house. I'm sick.
1: Just like you looking out the window, it's just like all send someone <laughs> Yeah, because there
0: were fireworks out my window. Meanwhile, I'm like, uh, uh, get money. Uh, Whatever, uh,
1: fuck, fuck you I'm just joking I'm gonna starve
0: my, star myself And I'm gonna cry when Oh I get my out. god <laughs> I don't have abs <laughs> That's your choice I told you you could train it's with me It's not my choice
1: Yes it is
0: Anyway <laughs> Often do I work out And I don't have fucking abs It takes you like a week
1: <laughs> <laughs> It did take a week
0: <laughs> Fucking week Ooh. Anyway So Something else that I say fuck you cuz I know it was Jordan. So, <laughs> apparently guys, Jordan got caught. What? He was kicked Jordan was kicked out of a movie theater cuz he was caught masturbating to Incredibles 2. I
1: knew it was going to be a story. <laughs> I knew it. And
0: it's true. Yes. <laughs> it's fucking true. He flew all the way to Canada.
1: Yep. Put on I want to get caught here. <laughs> of
0: course not. But yeah, he flew all the way to Canada. It was masturbating at Elastigirl's ass. It got kicked out of Incredibles. It said the room was almost empty. And he so it's the end of the movie? Well, probably not. But Incredibles it's been out for a
1: while. Oh, it's almost empty. It's in the theater was almost empty. Yeah,
0: the room was almost. Uh the room was almost empty. I thought it was my opportunity. Everybody already watched the movie. That's what he said? That's what you said. Oh, that's what I said. <laughs> what a surprising quote for myself. <laughs> The room was almost empty. I thought it was my opportunity. Everybody already watched the movie, and this was the fourteenth time I was watching it. I simply couldn't stop myself. I had to do it. What the fuck? He told the report. He told Jordan. Told the reporter, <laughs> and uh, he even said might go to some other place to watch the movie again.
1: <laughs> so he got like, slapped with a wrist.
0: Like it wasn't even like a. He just got no. He got kicked out. So he didn't get arrested. No, he didn't get arrested.
1: Man, Canada's got really laxed laws. Maybe I should go to Canada too. But like bro. But no, it's
0: it's, his name was at his name he's twenty three he's twenty three years old and his name was Larry Mitchell.
1: Clearly he's a virgin. <laughs> but also, bro, and the, wait, you know wait, porn and this, this is another thing he
0: said. This is another thing he said. He said, I couldn't stop wait, no, he said couldn't wait, no. So this isn't a quote from him, because it says himself. It says he couldn't stop himself after watching the thickness of Elastigirl. This is Who stop, said that? Uh, I guess this Police is. officer, it's, it's a loose quote based on based on what he said. But yeah, it's La- Larry, 23 year old Larry Mitchell. Quote. It says quote. I don't know why it's in quotes because it's not coming from him. But quote couldn't stop himself after watching the thickness of Elastigirl. He was banned from from coming back and fined with 150 uh, Canadian dollars. That's it. That's it.
1: Man, maybe I should go to. <laughs> All right, let me, let me help so you out. As soon Larry. as I
0: read this headline, I was like, "Yeah," because you know we don't talk about this type of stuff. But I was like, "No, this was Jordan. I have to bring this up on the podcast."
1: <laughs> my pseudonym is Larry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Larry, bro. There's a bunch of last girl porn online. I could get direct you some websites. I no shame my game. You, you I do, do know so, websites. So you
0: do. So you know those websites? I know these websites. <laughs> okay. I can help you out, bro. How often do you go to these websites. Not often. <laughs> okay.
1: Not often, alright? Don't <laughs>
0: judge me. all right? <laughs> I'm judging you real hard right now. But like Wait, 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 I need to know. For are you mean for real? Do you really, have you really joined off to some Elastic girl? <laughs> I, I need to know. No no, I don't need the audience can't see the can't see what you, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't is YouTube, so we need some audio. Jordan's nodding at me right now. <laughs>
1: I plead the fifth. <laughs> you know There's she's not. Re-
0: you know she's not real. She's real to they're, me, they're Michael. Real, they're real women you can jerk off to.
1: <laughs> they're not as perfect as the last of the girl. <laughs> I plead. The so, fifth. like I said,
0: guys, this is actually Jordan. It wasn't Larry.
1: No, Jordan's smarter than Larry. Jordan knows the website. <laughs> I got a shit bookmarked.
0: Okay. Ooh. This is story time with blurred vision. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not shame my game, Michael. <laughs> I'm not, I am, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not, shut up, don't judge me. <laughs> I, I'm definitely judging you. I'm hard. not going to incriminate myself.
0: <laughs> I'm judging you very hard. Okay, okay. Mm. Ah, it's good coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, a pop-up just just fucking messed up the mm-hmm. next thing that I was going to talk about, but I do remember it. I just don't know the exact quote. But anyway, so, <laughs> I don't even know where to go from it. <laughs> After the shocking revelation that Jordan Master makes the last go porn.
1: <laughs> Breaking news and Michael News.
0: Yeah, but I, I thought me having weird dreams is weird enough, but. <laughs> Jordan Master makes the last single porn.
1: <laughs> like,
0: yeah, and I'd do it again if I had a chance. You probably still do. You're going to do it when I leave. <laughs> Maybe I will.
1: Maybe now that we've talked about it, I'm queuing up with my, my my internet browser right now. <laughs>
0: All right, let me put my phone, prop my phone up as a hidden camera. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Shocking, blurred, fiction, revelations. And I'm going to tweet it all over the internet. <sighs> like like a Luke Cage. God, I, I need to go viral. <laughs> but, uh, so, Daniel R., who uh, has a knack for, he's a, he's a reporter, and he has a knack for sharing solid DC movie news. He basically said, going forward, the DC Universe, DCEU, is, quote, the future is standalone with very few crossovers, probably for the best. I trust Jenkins, Juan, Reeves, and Sandberg to deliver their own great standalone superhero movies. Then, someday down the line, maybe they'll cross over again. And this time, they'll make it work. So they're saying, yeah, EU." From now on is only gonna focus on standalone movies and not the work the, the DC universe as a whole. So hey, I
1: saw that. Is that true? That's really gonna happen or not.
0: I, I mean, it says the guy is known for having solid DC universe news. So I mean he has a reputation.
1: I mean, I can't deny that the best movies have always been the solo movies, One Room and Man of Steel. Those are my favorites. And those are completely standalone, basically. So if that's the route they go, I guess so, but you <coughs> just, you're, you're admitting defeat, right there. I'm like, how are you
0: calling it the DCEU though? It's not. It's,
1: it's just, not. It's not really a connect, It's not really a universe. It's just a bunch of individual movies. But hey, man, you know. I, that, not, no, fuck you. Write better. <laughs> like, how do you just go, well, no, we can't make it work, so let's just give up? Like, fuck that. Write better. If Marvel can fucking do it, you can do it. Get the hell out of here with that shit. You're the original connected universe. So like, fuck out of here. How do you just admit defeat like that? Like, well, we can't. It's that's, not basically, that's,
0: that's basically what they did. They're admitting defeat.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, well, we just can't do it. Like, but no. At the same you time, it's
0: like, just do it better. i was gonna say, but at the same time, it's like, can you blame them? Because they are, they do suck. <laughs> they do suck. Exactly. So get better. And like, instead of just be like,
1: well, we're just always gonna, oh, gonna suck. I guess.
0: Like, no, get better. No, they're, they're just not. They're,
1: they're good with sucking. <laughs> and this is where i'm like i'm not a marvel fanboy i want dc to succeed i don't want them just to just be like well throw in the towel no, like no you're a marvel fanboy like, no i want you to do better i hate you because i love you okay well do you love trigon the anime no not trigon oh trigon the demon from yes. raven and teen titans yes i guess Fuck you. Anyway. <laughs> so he's
0: gonna be in the he's gonna be in season one. He's he's been cast. Oh, of uh the Titan show. Of the Titan show. Oh, okay. And the oh. actor that they cast, I don't know who he is, so I'm not gonna really mention his name is well, I'm still gonna mention his name is Seamus Dever. I don't know who he is. He's known for playing Detective Kevin Ryan on Castle. For those of you that watch Castle, you could be like, Oh, that's him. So that but that's not a that's not important who the actor is. It's just the fact that he's been cast for season one. So I'm assuming he's more than likely gonna be the overarching villain. Of the show, because who's in terms of DC, especially Teen Titans, who's bigger than Trigon?
1: Yeah, that's like a wow. That's a big villain to jump into season one.
0: Yeah, I mean, he might not be the main villain of season one, yeah. but they're at least What's
1: intri- their effects budget like that they can do Trigon?
0: They're probably not gonna. They're probably not gonna make him look like how he looks in the comics. He's probably gonna be a human guy. Oh. That's just a demon. They're gonna do like a little thing where the his eye, eyes, yeah, his eyes glow to show I'm <sighs> am evil, but he's still gonna look human. It's, <laughs> wack.
1: it's real wack.
0: Yeah, they're not gonna go like. Trigon's
1: cool because he's like larger. He's yeah, like they're galactus. not gonna go. They're not
0: gonna go Brainiac or anything like that. Where they're gonna be, he's gonna be a full makeup. No, he's probably. just Kind of like, kind of like Smallville, where Brainiac was played by James Marsters, but he still looked human. Mm-hmm.
1: Really comparing this to Smallville, it's not a good sign already.
0: <laughs> but I'm pretty. I mean, again, I'm pretty sure that's what they're going to do. They're not going to put them in the jail. At least make
1: it Krypton level. Just give me, give me some moments where it's like it looks like a big budget movie. If you're going to do that, but yeah, that's that's wow. Starting shooting for the fences, I guess. Go for it. Uh, I don't know. I was just
0: staring at you, like I thought you were going to say more.
1: No, <laughs> I'm done.
0: Anyway, so, uh. It's looking like the, the Shaw and Hobbs movie is getting more traction because they cast their main villain for the movie. So I guess, and it's not Tyrese. <laughs> the main villain is going to be Idris Elba. So I'm, I, I'm curious to see Idris Elba go against The Rock and uh, what's his face? Uh, what, is, what the fuck is his name? The actor. Jason Statham. Jason
1: Statham, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I'm, cu- I'm excited for this, I guess. Just because The Rock and whatever and Idris Elba, but it it's also kind of like a damn. It's really a big fu to Fast and the Furious because like that already seems like a more appealing movie with Idris Elba as a villain than any. That's why I said I'm like, like Idris
0: Elba got it has me more excited about this movie mm-hmm. to see him go against. But the you Rock. know they had
1: that beef with Vin Diesel. The Rock, oh, yeah The and Rock Ty, the, Ty- the, the Rock and Tyrese yeah. So that's like I, every time it was like good news for the spinoff. I just in my mind I see Dwayne Johnson flipping off Tyrese and Vin Diesel. That's what it feels like to me. So. Yeah, because
0: I remember he made a tweet or The Rock made a, or an Instagram post said something about I got a movie to make or something like that. Yeah. Talking about the Shaw because that's because the Fast and Furious movies has been put on hold now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, well. Don't bite the hand that feeds your franchise. It's not. <laughs> it's not about. Yeah, Vin Diesel, it might the franchise might have started with you but nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of something nobody gives a fuck about. So... Remember I talked about there being a child's play TV series coming into uh the works. Well, I guess that's not enough. They want more child's play because there's been this child's play resurgence all of a sudden. Says who, I don't know. But Collider is reporting that they're now now also the uh the creators of it, the producers of it are looking to reboot the movie franchise as well. So now child's play is getting a movie reboot and a TV reboot. Or not a reboot, but because the TV series never happened. But yeah, it's going. It's gonna get go to TV, and now it's getting the movies. So for all you Child's Play fans out there, I guess why? Is, why am I getting oversaturated with Child's Play? I don't know.
2: I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't care.
0: care. <laughs> I don't care either. But we don't know whose fans or what out there. But also winding down. So jessica jones season three which i still haven't finished season two they released uh set photos for uh season three because they're filming right now and it's looking like trish is gonna actually become hellcat for season three so (coughs) maybe there's gonna be a jessica versus trish because you said they because again i still haven't finished but i remember you said they uh they started beefing in season two right
1: yeah i hate the fucking season two was fucking whatever (laughs)
0: So, yeah, maybe uh, Hellcat and Trish have a fight, and then Trish dies. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm glad. But final two bits of news. So something that you might also be glad about. You were a fan of Firefly. I was. Firefly's getting a resurgence in comic book form. They announced, uh, written by Greg Peck, who also wrote, you know, the World War Hulk. Uh, World oh. War Hulk and Planet Hulk. I love those storylines. He wrote uh, the Solo Storm comic book. Okay. He's writing uh, Firefly from Boom Studios. Same people that are doing Power Rangers. So they got the rights from Josh Whedon to do uh, to continue Firefly in comic book form. So, yay! I'm interested in checking Say that out. Yay. <laughs> I'm interested in checking that out. Even though uh, I haven't finished, I never finished the first Fire. I never finished uh, season one of Firefly. I only watched like four episodes and then I got distracted, and then I never went back. <laughs> so I got
1: distracted? <laughs> I did.
0: I got distracted. Okay, well. It's the same thing with uh, Fullmetal Alchemist. I got,
1: I mean, I like Firefly I started Price watching Fullmetal Alchemist, and I got distracted, and I, I didn't finish it. Okay, well, you should. Those are fucking great anime. But, <laughs> and speaking of anime, we didn't even talk about that dumb shit that you wanted us oh, to watch. Oh, yeah, we
0: didn't. Oh, well,
1: it's too late now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We're trash. <laughs> but, um, what was going to say? That, that means
0: you can watch more episodes. <laughs> That's true. I guess
1: I can. Um, yeah I'm a fan of Serenity and Firefly but I don't have to read a comic about it so I mean that's cool good for the hardcore fans but I'm not one of them it's cause you're trash
0: <laughs>
1: or you're straight
0: that's all I need to say what? <laughs> not, nothing against all the other straight people that I listed on this podcast just 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 Jordan specifically <laughs> okay thank you but anyway so more news that's heartbreaking news the final news bit purposely ended on this note so you know, you know something
1: heartbreaking?
0: Uh, Kinda okay. So Macy Williams, Arya Stark. Yeah, she made a post on Instagram that she finished shooting her last scene of Game of Thrones, and this was the picture that she uh, released. Bloody, bloody, bloody shoes. So yeah, this is what she said. She said goodbye Belfast, goodbye Arya, goodbye Game of Thrones. What a joy I've had. Here's to the adventures to come. Hashtag Last Woman Standing hashtag barely so does that mean does that mean what does that yeah, mean what does that mean that Arya's the last woman standing barely
1: is she though well, on one is hand she, is she I'm the? Glad is she, she the only Stark that survives i wouldn't be that mad if she was i actually i want her to, i want her to live more than anyone else because she's had the hardest time has <laughs> she though she
0: hasn't been raped
1: I mean, yeah, okay, she hasn't been raped. Yeah, but her arc's been the best. I don't want her to, like, to die in the end. Like, she's had to witness so many of her family dying, been so close to finding them, just to lose she's them. She's gonna go out like a warrior. That'd be fucking if fun. she does die. Yo, if she dies fighting the Night King, that'd be the most boss shit ever. Her and Jon start together fighting the Night King. How cool would that fucking be? Goddamn, what this is now. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to us now. We gotta wait. We gotta
0: wait till twenty-nine. It's gonna be the... This- Avengers four, however that ends, <laughs> and then the, the it's probably gonna end. I don't think I don't think it's gonna end so on a twenty
1: nineteen, the year of tears. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think it's
0: gonna end on a happy note. Granted, it might not end. It, as, can't, it might not end as dark as Avengers. Have you
1: seen all those memes where it's like if uh, about Game of Thrones of the last season? It's like if you think this is gonna end with a happy ending? Well, no, I'm talking about Avengers
0: attention. four. I'm saying I don't think Avengers four is gonna end on a happy note. I don't think it's gonna end as dark as Avengers three. Oh, but I don't think it's so. You got that? However, Avengers four ends. And then Game of Thrones, however that ends, it's just the year of sorrow.
1: Well, the, I, I the, assume the somebody summer, the summer of sorrow. I assume Tony or or Steve are definitely going to die in Avengers Four. Either way, it's not, again. It's exactly. not going to be a happy. It's yeah. not going to be a happy note. <laughs> the year of sorrow. The,
0: year, <laughs> the, the summer of sorrow. Because all be a, our heroes this, are dying. Yeah, it's going to be a summer.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Because uh. I think, All my dies no, in the same I think year, Game of, Game of Thrones myself. comes
0: out first, Game of Thrones comes out April, I think, next year. Okay. And then Avengers is May. So back to back. April, May. Yeah, I think it's April. So yeah, the summer was the spring of sorrow.
1: I'm sad now. <laughs> <laughs> like, it hasn't even happened yet. I'm already sad. Like I don't want to imagine. I mean, you see that. how bloody sneakers. Oh my god, what if John dies in her arms? Again, how many times is John gonna die? <laughs>
0: but this time, there's no coming, no resurrection. No resur- this time,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Donald's is there somehow.
0: Yes, <laughs> No resurrections this time.
1: <laughs> oh my god,
0: so yeah, Game of Thrones.
1: I'm excited. That was a good news story to end
0: on. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. I don't remember. I'm, I like forgot the theme song. Wow, you're <laughs> trying to do the Game of Thrones? Theme song? Yeah, I want. Gonna die, die,
1: die, die,
0: die. This is Game of Thrones. Everybody dies, everybody dies. <laughs>
1: All right, so we fucked up with the anime this week, though. So I guess we're gonna circle back to that next week. But we also have uh, skyscraper to talk about. I guess My Hero comes back. That's why we need to do more than one episode a week. What? Yeah, we will. when We start doing Patreon episodes, or like
0: YouTube, like every. Because again, like I want to see Sorry to Bother You that comes out. I want to review it. And then uh, what else? There's another movie that comes out called uh, Blind Spotting. I think comes out this 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 week or this month. Have you seen the channel for that? Mm-mm. I'll show it to you after we after we end.
1: Okay, but yeah, so we got we got some stuff to talk about next week though, and when we get into the Patreon. We we'll start doing commentaries and stuff for movies. I really want to do a drunk BBS commentary. I don't get drunk. What? <laughs> well, you're gonna get drunk, I'm gonna fucking funnel whiskey. We're gonna do a drinking. Remember that drinking game someone suggested I, to us. If I
0: get drunk, I might get too gay. What is that? Was
1: well, I recording? I'm going just
0: start, start stripping Oh my god.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put that Yes, yeah, that's, that's like special Patreon. <laughs> the x rated show that doesn't want you to see. And
0: like you have a pole around here, I'm gonna just start pole dancing.
1: Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> dun, 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 dun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Watch Michael Twerks, the game with the most theme song. Bow before Daenerys. Weird. Oh. <laughs> um, is that all of it's next week? Oh yeah, and we can talk about the comics, Superman and Batman. Superman, yeah,
0: Man of Steel, one through six. Yeah, comic. Batman, geek. fifty. Be prepared
1: next time, since this is your section. No, I won't be prepared. <laughs> comic corner every day with the black and gay comic geek. How about that? No. <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm over here trying, motherfucker.
0: I'll give you a week to prepare.
1: Wow. I'm about to the brainstorm shit.
0: Like you said. Yes. <laughs> jot down these on a notepad throughout the week. I, I need to see all your... Just like with math, I need to see your work. I need to see your work.
1: Wow. <laughs> all right. You're ungrateful. <laughs> all right. And with that, it's been Blue River. And
0: also, uh, I, I wanted to read this. Uh, Tanahasi Colts Coates did his, uh, his uh, first issue of Captain America. That came out this week, too.
1: Wait, what is it? Oh, Captain America. Captain America. Oh, okay. I didn't hear you. All right, that sounds fun.
0: I started. Re- I started. I started to read it, but I didn't get to it. Do so you
1: didn't finish one issue yet? It's only one issue out. Oh, it's only one issue. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. We'll compare that to <laughs> Superman and Bendis. Even though you said it sucked. Since so they're
0: right. both yeah, since they're both starting a new. Yeah. And, and, and it's not that it sucked. It didn't suck. It's just that. Is Bendis gonna Bendis? Compared compared to what the Superman run was with Dan Jergens and Peter Tomasi, this is like the Dan Jergens and Peter Tomasi is like up here on the roof, and it's like a slow de- descent into hell. The Bendis the Bendis version. It's oh, like Bendis. Yeah, you got characters. It's like again, Bendis is Bendising. Like he's he's ignoring shit that happened. It's like some of the things that like John does is like out of character, and then he, I feel like. We're not gonna talk about I don't wanna talk about it, but no, I, I I can just say I feel like he one more day the lowest...
1: He one more day anything. First of all, when you evoke one more day.
0: Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> that issue six. He I think he, he basically one more day the lowest. Lois and John thing, more or less. Wait,
1: what? I don't know what that means, but
0: basically Without without being without there being a Mephisto character where Mephisto erased the the marriage or the relationship between Mary
1: Jane and Spider Man.
0: Mary Jane and Spider Man. Yeah. He basically did that with Lois and uh and John. He didn't erase them, but he put more or less. He's you could tell he didn't want to write them, so he pretty much took them out the picture.
1: Oh, we're gonna have discussions. then. Yeah, I'm I'm getting upset just hearing that. What? Yeah. What are you doing? He does that. In
0: the, he does that in the issue six.
1: Is it the last issue?
0: That's the last issue of that first arc. But throughout, John and Lois but, throughout are great. but throughout the six issues, they're not there. But the the whole the whole re- thing you're reading it, you're like, "What? Where's Lois and Where's Lois and John? Where's Lois and John? Where's Lois and John?" He finally reveals it in issue six, and you're just like, "Get the fuck out of here with this bullshit!" And then the John's the, been a
1: great addition, to exactly,
0: the exactly. And then the way he does it, it makes absolutely no sense because oh. it's like. I, we'll talk about it later. But yeah, uh, to be continued on Blurred Vision. Bendis gonna Bendis, basically. And it's not like oh I did. like Bendis has written some great stuff. Like his new his run on New Avengers, his run on Avengers Disassembled. Like that shit was great. Like his stuff yeah. with like Luke K- at his best.
1: He's great. Yeah, Ultimate Spider Man. He, yeah, he made Ultimate Spider Man. The Miles Morales stuff. That like
0: that stuff was great. But then
1: that like got him back in the comics. But now he's just gone mad with power. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Uh, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become Bendis no i alright well yeah that's has been British for the week well, I, the art the art
0: is well no I can't even say that cause some issues wow! cause I'm like some issues if like fluctuates it's like wait cause you get every, every issue is like a different artist alright can I end the podcast now yeah you can, you
1: can. I'm sorry that's you stop me I'm sorry and with that I'm is, getting mad is, save it save it for next week it's alright we're gonna, we're gonna get there and then <laughs> <laughs> it's been for the week. Uh, this has been Jordan. With
0: I don't know my name. <laughs> you know
1: what? He's in such a blind rage, I forgot his name,
0: Michael. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Peace. And then he does business. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.